1: Welcome to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network, it's Tricky, Katie, Katie, Naked Lady, and returning to the show, Gerg.
2: What up? What up? What up? What is up?
1: Talk talk a little louder. Talk a little louder.
2: How much louder do you want me to talk?
1: (laughs) A little louder. You sound kind of quiet. Hey, everybody. Here I am. There
2: you go, that's better. Smelling salts kicked in.
1: <laughs> All right, and we're doing it. We're finally doing it. The U2 episode. Top 40 U2 songs. Been wanting to do this episode since the very first episode of Offended. And two and a half years later, here we are. The podcast journey is complete. What? I'm choking. I can't hear you. What? There you go. My God. This is the last one. No, this ain't the last one. But I'm just saying, like, we're doing. I was just. I've been wanting journey, to do this. You
2: said the journey's complete.
1: I know, but I've been wanting to do this episode for, like, a really long time. And we finally. We're finally doing it. Top 40 U2 songs. It's the whole episode. U2. U2X Radio launched. This gave me the idea to do it again. Here we are. Here we are. That's a sweet channel, by the way. Uh, yeah. It is. So, basically, in a sense, I was waiting for a reason to do a U2 podcast why do you need a reason i don't know i was just waiting for maybe like a new album to come out or like hold your breath buddy or like a new tour to come out but u2x radio here we go
2: that's my reasoning yeah i don't think anybody's touring right now well obviously
3: COVID 19
1: COVID 19 Mm. all right before we get into the actual top 40 list of u2 i got two questions for both of you okay what? 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 All right. Ask Greg first. Yo. What turned you on the U2? How'd you get into U2?
2: Uh, High school. 1995, 96? Really? It was that, like, late? That's when it became an obsession. Oh, an obsession? Were you a fan of them before then? Sure. Who wasn't? But that's when it really all just was like, wait wait a minute. Was it because of Pop or Zuropa? It was right before Pop came out. Right before Pop came out. Right after Zuropa. Uh, Zuropa was what, 93? No,
1: 92. Octon Baby was 91 and then Zuropa was 92. Yeah, and
2: then Pop was 97. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say 95, 96 is when it really, when I hit high school. Actually surprised me. I thought it would be way way before that. No. No I mean it was You 2 was cool You listened to them But it wasn't like Yeah this is my band So weird I kind of have Like a similar Like Experience. Path
3: you have a, yeah.
2: And then I just got Hooked on Mysterious Ways
1: That was the song
2: That was the song And then Pop came out And then I listened to that album Like crazy And then it was like Okay I'm gonna go back And like Deep dive these guys That's when Yeah Which
3: w- was a lot harder In the 90s
2: oh totally you had to like buy CDs and tapes and it was weird was
1: there songs that like you were surprised at that they sang maybe that you heard before like at the time
2: uh no I knew like all their big hits Mm -hmm. I mean maybe some of their old stuff from like boy but I didn't even know those songs existed then Mysterious
1: Ways blew my mind when I saw them live for the first time like this is you too I had no idea no idea that was before like, I was a big e 2 fan.
2: Yeah. They made It's Alright, Cool before McConaughey did. hmm Alright, alright, alright. Did, r- did they, though? It's alright. Did they, though? Did that come out first? Oh, totally. Days of Confused didn't come out until...
0: Late 90s. Late
2: 90s. No. Yeah. No. Look it up! So. It up. No way. I'm saying 98, 99? I'm saying, like, 93.
1: But either way, that's still be that's still still after. right there. Katie, what's what turned you on to YouTube?
3: Um, I've never been like picky about my music. Like, I always just listen to what's on the radio. Never been like a. I've always had people make playlists and mixtapes and stuff for me. I've never been the one to like make the mixtapes. Um, so I think their last album actually is the only one that I've listened to on repeat. All, like all the time, no. Katie's a noob. I'm a noob. Mm-hmm. We're getting her there. I'm a new YouTube. Like I wasn't ever a YouTube hater. I just
2: you're a you're a you
3: I'm a yube.
2: <laughs> you, I can't figure it out with YouTube. A
3: noob you You're
2: a. You, She's on the edge. You, I'm you on the edge. You're a yube too.
3: A yube a new
2: noob. noob. That's two. really
3: fucking hard to say. Days
1: and confused. It sounds
2: too much like YouTube. I
3: know.
1: Update. Days and confused came out in 1993.
3: It's that
2: old? Yeah, I told you. Damn.
1: That was one of McConaughey's, like, first movies. It
2: was, I think it was his first movie.
1: But yeah. But either way, it's he, still, ad-
2: he ad-libbed that line, too. It was total improv. All right,
3: all right, all right. Of course it right. was.
2: Yeah.
1: And hey, Matt McConaughey fits in with you, too, here, because he was on... Bo- or, uh, he was, he the, was first. the first... He's a fan. Which, are they going to be able to top him? No, that was all awesome. Right, all, yeah. right, all right, That was awesome. I I, I can't wait for Adam Scott's. You know Adam Scott's going to have one.
3: The guy from Set Brothers? Yeah, Derek. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> Catalina wine mixer. Fucking Catalina wine mixer. Dan Cook pay per view ten o'clock. Let's go. But uh... so did so the newest album "Songs of Experience" for yes. you, Katie? That's what hooked you in. You weren't like a fan of YouTube before I, that. I
3: wasn't not a fan, but I couldn't tell you like if this is a YouTube song or not a YouTube song. Like, like as we have gone back, you and I. Listening to you two, I'm like, oh, I love this song. Oh, I love this song. Oh, I've loved this song for forever, but I've never... I'm Again, mm-hmm. I'm not a person that makes mixtapes. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... Half the time, I don't know what people say. I don't so know what people... So, you were a dork. I was a dork who liked Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears. And Oops, pretty much I it.
2: did it again. No,
3: I'm just joking. <laughs> but I, I just had no interest in knowing who sang what and what, what was on what album, mm-hmm. so...
1: Yeah, um, for me, I was a huge Batman. Well, I still am. I a little kid loving superheroes, and I remember when Batman Forever came out. There was two music videos. Seal was one. With uh, what was it? Kiss from a Rose. But you two had the cool music video where it's a whole, it's a cartoon the whole time. Yeah, MacFisto. MacFisto. Was it Bono's alter ego?
3: Oh, really? Hold
1: me, throw me, kiss me, kill me. That's the song that made me like like you But of course, I'm only like four or five when that came out, so I'm not like.
2: I love you too. Right.
1: I'm not gonna say like oh it's like yeah. Whatever. Mommy,
2: mommy, turn on the Batman song.
1: I think I said that actually, probably.
2: Todd, Todd. I think to hear I was probably Batman like I want to
1: listen to the Batman <laughs> song, and it was that. Fast forward to Beautiful Day. I loved Beautiful Day when that came out. Because that was when I was ten, when that came out, when that album came out, "All That You Can't Leave Behind." So I really kind of started liking them, and then September Eleventh happened, and that was like you heard "Walk On" stuck in a moment, like on repeat on MTV, because like they made two music videos, like showing montages Didn't they sing and highlights at the of nine eleven Super
3: Bowl 7th. for nine eleven or something. Yeah, and that
1: happened too. Like yeah. YouTube was. Playing at the Super Bowl and they showed the victims' names behind them as they were playing. Um, it's one of the best Super Bowl performances ever. Uh, and then, agreed. Yes. It wasn't until I saw them live for the first time is when I was fully hooked. Like on that's when I like Gregs. I became obsessed. Like that's when I was like I'm going deep diving now. And I
3: just I have a. Um a lot and of respect was, for... And That was
1: freshman year of high school for me.
3: Okay, so you guys both experienced U2 in high school and were, were signed on to be a U2 fan. Well,
1: f- yeah, fun facts about that story. I kind of didn't care that we were going to see, full honesty, I kind of didn't care that we were going to see U2 that year.
2: Yeah, actually, you were kind of drug along.
1: Yeah, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll go. Like, but... all right,
2: we'll bring the kid.
1: So I remember getting picked up from school. By Greg and Trisha. And uh, Greg was like, are you going to tell him? Wait, wait, wait. Mom and dad.
3: Now it's mom and dad officially as of like, what, a month ago?
1: Steppy. Steppy and mom. It's like an actual episode of the house. (laughs) It's like an actual episode of the house. (laughs) I'm playing Wayne.
3: No, you're playing Garth.
1: Why would I? Oh, Wayne, I'm sorry.
3: You're right. Jesus. I mix the dogs up in my brain. So
1: anyway, they pick me up, and Greg's like, are you going to tell them? And you were kind of annoyed about it because you wanted somebody way cooler to open for you two. And yeah. he's just like, yep. He's like, guess who's opening for you two? And, like, this, I would never yeah, have said his name. That's why Todd went. This is why I, this is where I got excited because I loved this artist. Todd didn't care about going to see you two. Until I found out about this artist. And they're like, who's opening? I'm like, I don't know. Because like, I wasn't thinking... I didn't know at the time that U2 got big names to open for them.
2: They're only the biggest band in the world. Right. Well, I they didn't, didn't... get anybody they want.
1: I mean, they've even had Pearl Jam open for them. What? Tour. Yeah. Like, on the last tour of the Vertigo Tour Pearl, in Hawaii, Pearl they Jam... They opened for them? Pearl Jam opened for U2. Holy
3: shit. Jay-Z
2: is open for U2.
3: Holy shit. That's,
2: Katie, yeah. U2 is the biggest band in the world.
3: I know that they are, but like the fact that you hear these other names thrown around it's is mind-boggling
1: well it's mind-boggling that also that in the united states like youtube kind of gets made fun of yeah a little. which bit. is fucking stupid
2: no it's because never mind
3: we'll get there
1: but anyway <laughs> finish the story off i didn't guess like who it was and she they passed me a paper with a picture on it and i opened up the paper and it was kanye west i'm like are you fucking kidding me like nah, i got excited so and, I, and I was
2: like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> Kanye West Kanye is opening West. for U two. Kanye,
1: that was right before he released uh, his second album, Late Registration. And I was obsessed with College Dropout, and like, I loved Kanye at the time. That was he was my like all time favorite. Yeah, we weren't
2: we weren't going to a U two show. We were going to a Kanye concert in Todd's mind.
1: <laughs> I, I, honestly, I was like totally. That's totally the only reason fair. went. But what's so funny is that this was right like right after the Hurricane Katrina shit happened. And he said all that shit about George Bush. Like, George Bush doesn't care about black people and stuff. So, at the show, Kanye gets booed,
2: like, badly.
1: Bono came out and introduced yeah. Kanye West. Bono walked
2: out personally like, okay, everybody, chill out. Let him do his thing. When have you
1: ever seen a lead singer of the show you're going of the main act come out and introduce the opening act? That never happens.
3: Because Bono's cool as shit.
1: Well, yeah, Bono yeah,
2: really likes Kanye. Kanye's stupid.
3: Kanye has some issues. Ka-
2: yeah, we have all got issues. But
3: Kanye's been kind of open. Kanye's been kind of open about his.
2: But back then, that wasn't known. He was no, just, it was not. He right. was just a douchebag.
3: Well, I mean, he still is kind of a douchebag. No, but, I give. But I, the I, fact that Bono respects him, I'm like, I respect Kanye. Kanye's
2: got some good tunes.
3: Yeah, right. I like his.
2: He's just an ass. So
3: he just does weird
2: stuff. Bono came <laughs>
1: out, pointed the uh, introduced Kanye, and I was like, yeah. But I was probably the only person there that was like a true Kanye West fan.
3: Everybody else was there for Bono.
1: I I <laughs> was booing. <laughs> but I did so they do like a symbol like the, um,
3: the vagina symbol.
1: Or what some people do, Illuminati symbol.
3: Oh, yeah, the Illuminati vagina symbol.
1: Well, I did that, and Kanye pointed at me during the show, and he was like, yeah, someone gets it, like, basically. You were no, there for him. Yeah, I was like, this is awesome. And yeah. also, on top of that, let's we, rewind for a we second. Were,
2: we were two feet away.
4: Yeah.
3: That's fucking cool.
1: So at the Vertigo Tour, during the Vertigo Tour, if you had a floor seat, you get your ticket scanned, and if you're,
2: what was it? it was back then it was it's the first time they did it
1: it's the only time they did
2: it well they kind of changed it since then but it's still similar they have like a pit area
3: okay like but a circle it, yeah, yeah like
2: inside the stage
3: you know Tata showed me videos of that
2: and it was just totally random they scan your ticket and if it beeped made whatever noise you were in but it was just total lottery
1: yeah it was total chance
3: so you all got in Greg all was the four
1: f- of us Greg was the first one
2: yeah, that I walked I walked in first because I'm it. running in because I'm at a YouTube show yay well and
1: also at the time like you don't know if you're going to get it so we're trying to get in and get it like a good spot right first person Greg's in front of all of us he gets it
2: they scanned my ticket and I freaked out like a little girl I was like and then he's like jumping and I'm like I'll see you guys later and then what a dick well <laughs> well no, there's actually,
3: no way to do it actually, i'm joking i'm no, joking
1: i remember this vividly i actually remember this you were jumping up you're like yes yes and then you just look at us and you just go oh shit like pause for like a split second it hit me like <laughs> then, what if they can't come down with me yeah and then the guy goes how many people do you have with you and you, you you're like uh these three right here and they're like all right they're all in i'm like holy shit
3: see that's cool though yeah
1: it was really cool um what was
2: cool is the went, way they walk I you in. I would have went by myself. Just
1: <laughs> but the way they walk you in was fucking cool. Like, the way you had to get into it was VIP. Cool. You have to go under, like, the actual, like, stage where they walk on. Oh, really? Like, yeah. And what's crazy is that there's so many people on the floor. Like, if you looked back, like, when we were in the circle and you looked back, the whole floor was covered. So the fact that, like, and there was a lot of room in the circle. So the fact that we got it was crazy.
3: And this was the show with Kanye West.
2: Yes. So that's where... And when Kanye came out, there weren't that many people there. There were people, but not like... It wasn't full. Not
3: shoulder to shoulder. No.
2: No. So we were literally from me to you. And we
1: stayed in the back part of the circle, too. So we're like, you two spend so much time on the actual circle anyway, especially Bono. It's like, why not just stay back there? Um. And So yeah, when Kanye was two feet away, I did the thing, and he pointed at me. I'm like, ah! I was so I was like, <laughs> this is awesome. And Kanye, that was when he played with an orchestra too, so it was fucking really cool. Like it was, he killed it. He totally killed it. And the people, what was cool when he was done performing, he actually got like, applause. cheered. Yeah, he actually 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 actually, he actually got cheered. And I thought that was cool. Like I, I, I still booed. But I just thought it was cool. Like, he turned to people because, like, he put on such a good performance.
3: I think Kanye's a good performer. I know this is a sidetrack from YouTube 2 but, like, I Wait, also think he tr- does a lot of celebrity. Trick, yeah. Like you tricking me into Kanye a Kanye episode. podcast? Celebrity stunts where he just is like, I'm going to say this, but really, I'm just doing it to promote something else. Or right. to do something. Like, I think he's kind of a uh, publicity stunt kind oh, of he is. celebrity. Oh, um,
1: But then YouTube 2 came out. Now i will never forget this, some random guy standing next to us. They were talking, I think, to Greg or Todd or Trisha. And then they were like, How many times have you guys seen you two? That question came up. And then um, they were like, they looked at me, he was like, Is this your first time? I'm like, yep. And he goes, The guy said, All right. Oh, I was like, what was that? freaks me out. I forget that you have the button. The button. Um dropped my dumb button yeah um the guy was like is this your first time and I was like yeah and he goes alright just remember when you when this concert's over you're gonna walk away saying this was the greatest concert of your life and you're gonna love you too for the rest of your life it's like okay okay guy that's what I that's like that was my kind of like I just saw Kanye I'm happy but I was kind of like okay we concert ended I mean that was the 100% correct that was the best one of the best things ever and that, when I left, that's what made me a diehard U2 fan. Yeah. Too so bad you never got to experience that, Katie. I mean,
3: I went to one U2 concert.
2: You did, and it was probably awesome for you. It was. See, uh, that was... And she I, still says that Matt and Kim was the best I still concert. Think that's Matt, why I don't but think I it like was
3: smaller that ve- I like smaller venues, so Matt and Kim was in a smaller venue. Matt and Kim was more entertaining than U2 that year.
1: Ooh, hey, we're a YouTube podcast right now, Kate. You Did tell
3: you me know. that YouTube blows you away. I, I didn't say go to a great concert. That's fine.
2: The the experience in Innocence Tour wasn't the greatest. It wasn't. It's my least favorite, and it's, I've seen it's. it's I've my least seen a favorite bunch too. of
1: shows. It's yeah.
2: It was it was, was kind of mailed in. Yeah. It, I, it but they was were one tired. Part,
3: it was Matt, oh, and Kim, that, and YouTube Two were my top two right. of that year. Matt, and Kim just beat it out a little bit because I felt like I was. It's a smaller venue. It's. a I don't know, a little more intimate. What
1: Greg just said is 100% accurate. I think you could tell how tired they were. They were, were touring that, for like, years. Uh, the Joshua Tree Tour, the 360 Tour, and the Virgo Tour, in my opinion, were like, nothing tops those three. And it's hard to pick which concert is the best, in my opinion. It's hard to like... So the I've, Joshua Tree Tour is
2: I've gone back and I've seen older ones that I didn't... like. I didn't get to go to the zoo tv tour which might be coming back and i would have loved to but i've got i had the dvd right i watch it like on youtube and clips and that was awesome but it was insane um and just some of the early shows i don't count those pop mart was my first concert
0: okay
1: wasn't Isn't that stage kind of similar to zoo tv like a yeah
2: little bit? yeah and it was ridiculous they had a huge, like, 40-foot lemon... That they got stuck in. ...that turned into a disco ball.
3: Sounds like Lady Gaga shit.
2: Oh, it totally... That was that was U2 in the 90s. Totally. Mm-hmm. Experimental... That, that was their drug phase. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, they had the cars. You know, mm-hmm. the Octoon cars. Like, hanging, Like, just... You've seen the videos. That was my first live U2 experience. And it was awesome. Um...
1: Uh, so playing off that, my other question was, was your favorite YouTube moment? Like, whether it be that you saw him live or, like,
2: if you're watching on TV. That's a tricky question. This is this a question mm-hmm. for both of us? Yes. Katie, you go first. I need to think.
3: Uh, So I don't have too much to pull from, uh, but I will say the live That's aid. I'll say live aid was probably one of the best I mean, two, like, yeah, Live Aid, I, hands down. Hands down, so that gives you a little bit more room to...
1: Those are both your favorites?
3: Well, no, I'm saying I'm I'm giving him more leeway no. to pick something else, but Live Aid is the easy pick. Because um, Live Aid just... I, I love Queen. Almost, I, I think I love Queen and U2 the same, mm-hmm. and I think they both just killed it, that... Right. ...that concert.
1: For me, I would have to think... I have to say either... My favorite YouTube, well, my favorite YouTube memory, I think we've told the story in the podcast before, is the Chicago trip with just me, Greg and Todd. That was awesome. That I think is my favorite just because you that know, whole night was so much fun. You know why that was awesome? Cuz I was 18, I couldn't drink it legally yet. Cuz they played bad. They played everything. They all, played they played bad. You, me and Todd all picked or tunkle, I should say. All picked a song that we wanted to hear and they played all three of them. Yeah ultraviolet bad and walk on
2: yeah
1: uh, that that night was just insane we lost greg like three times throughout the night it was still, we greg, found greg, him.
2: greg gets crazy
1: during youtube he loses
3: shows. himself and then finds himself at the hotel greg steals like i did uh, it
1: merchandise in the bathroom
3: which i, didn't I now wear i, didn't I wear st- it i didn't steal it <laughs> thank you for I stealing it i found it
2: somebody left it I didn't just like take it from somebody. You know, it's one of my fun.
3: favorite shirts to I was wear. I going to say, she
1: wears that shirt all the time. It's a great shirt. Um, that's one of my favorites. Or just hearing Joshua Tree in its entirety, like live, was insane. That show was
2: awesome. Mine still though is that Vertigo show because yeah. we got that's that's when I, Kanye was. That's when I figured out how awesome it is to be right up on on mm-hmm. stage for, and I haven't gone. I the first time work.
1: you were that close to them?
2: Yeah. Well, I didn't know Because they, they weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. They switched it up. And now they make it possible to do that, and they mm-hmm. keep those tickets cheaper, too, by the way. I and mean, it's all pre-sales for fan club members and stuff. Oh, really? But, um,
3: Don't tell everybody else that.
2: Well, if you know, you know. <laughs> and it doesn't matter, because you still get it if you're fan club. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, the only, the only time... That I wasn't, like, a foot from the stage is the Pop Mart Tour and that three si- the 360 show in Chicago.
1: And, and the other one in Chicago.
2: Well, that was... But we went, we went to two. nights, yeah. And we sat behind the stage, and that was really cool. That was cool. That was a different way to experience the show.
4: Yeah.
1: I did that once on, with Pearl Jam, too. That was actually Because cool. they ended it's up doing two everything.
2: shows, and we went up to Chicago to see them, and we only had tickets for one of them. Mm-hmm. And then I bought some tickets off Craigslist oh. and they were fake. Oh, my God. So then we had to go buy new tickets off Stub Up. Oh, my God. And all. we won like the, the It was at the gate.
1: And they're like, these are fake. And what's crazy is that, that, that so I wish, I wish I was with, I almost went with Greg to get the tickets, too. Because that was when I was working at the radio station, so I know how they print off the tickets and right. everything.
2: It was one of those, like, even when I was buying them, I was like, these are probably fake, but I'm going to try it.
1: And well, when he handed me the ticket at the, cause I didn't get to see the tickets until we got to the arena in Chicago. And when he handed me the ticket, right when I grabbed it, I go, motherfucker, these are fake. I knew immediately. Like, yeah, took a chance. It was a $300 gamble. And then we, like, we freaked out. We, we found. F- we freaked out and then found tickets
2: on StubHub. Yeah, and then we're standing there, and they're like, these are counterfeit. And I was like, StubHub, boom, 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 <laughs> scan us in.
3: Oh, my God.
2: And we had to pay, like, twice as much for those tickets on That's StubHub. Hub. That was an expensive show. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. Yeah, and, and. Then we went the next night and saw the same exact show. Yeah, they didn't
1: change anything. On them. the and they, floor. And they touted, like, they were going to, like. The back-to-back shows, they were going to change the set list up? No, they didn't. It was like the same. It was the exact same
3: show. I wonder if they had like a bad night or something. No,
2: they were. it was still awesome. It was cool.
1: Yeah. But uh, at the Vertigo Tour, last thing before we get into the list, um, I think what really hit it for me was when Bono, number one, Bono came out to City of Blinding Lights. That was the opener for the Vertigo Tour. And he came out in the circle. Like there's like a little tunnel that you can walk through. Okay. So he came out right at the circle so he's right behind us as he's coming out like literally right here. He's like coming up. Like that was like whoa, like a whoa moment. That's when and you then, realize how short
2: Bono is. Right.
3: How little he is. Yeah.
1: I was like
4: this
2: is
1: fucking
4: Irish people
3: awesome. are not very big. Some are. No. Bono's
2: short and mm-hmm. it's Bono's funny.
3: probably average.
2: <laughs> he's uh he, he wears he always wears those shoes. Right. Like, I I guess they're more boots the than shoes. Yeah. Boots. yeah, but they're pretty much platform. It gives him definitely like at least three more inches. Wow. He's short. Yeah. So
1: he came up, played City of Blinding Lights. I'm like, whoa, this is fucking kind of cool. And then I think it was Vertigo and Elevation was next. I'm like, all right, I'm hooked. This is cool. But what really got me is when they played Yahweh. That's Yahweh. When, I, when everything just kind of slowed down, I just remember just looking around at like everybody like in enterprise center in st louis and uh it's remember just seeing everybody standing up nobody is sitting down everybody's standing up and that's when it hit me i'm just like this band is fucking amazing and then um yeah the rest is history after that but yahweh was the one where i just kind of took it everything in, and just looked around I was just like holy shit like this is a special band and here we are making the top 40 U two songs of all time in our So
2: let me, let me ask a question, since you always ask the questions. Okay. Before we get into the list.
3: Right.
2: Favorite album? Octon Baby for me.
3: I, I don't have, I don't know. I like them all, but I, the one I listen to on repeat was Songs of Experience. It's a good album. I, I, that's the one I but you're, love you're, with, a, so. you're a noob. I'm a noob, mm-hmm. and that's the one I like. But
2: you start there, and you can go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't know mind. I don't. Yes, you do. Unforgettable Fire. Yes. That's your favorite. Yes. I mean, I don't. Okay, so it's the same way I did my list. Like, I don't even consider. Like, I won't consider Joshua Tree because that's like a gimme. Mm-hmm. Kind of same with Octane Baby. Because there's just so. They're so. Those are their good. Per- those are their masterpieces. Yeah. Like it's almost no offense. It's almost a cop out picking that as like.
1: I think okay. Your favorite if, album? If I okay, keep those take two those albums, two out of it. Take two those two out. I would have to say Zuropa or honestly, Songs of Experience. I fucking love that album. Like I love that album. There's not a song on that album that I don't like I or like that. I don't skip over when I, I listen to it all the way through. But I think Zuropa is probably my favorite. Least favorite album? Probably No Line on the Horizon or really or I want to listen to that again. This though. one's easy for me. Or um, Boy. Oh, Boy's is great. Is it October for you? October. Actually, no. Let me take the, let me take the October's back. good. I, I agree with you. October. But. If, October's my least favorite. If you
2: go from Boy.
1: But is that a cop out? Because that's everybody's pick for the least favorite. Be, there's
2: a reason for that. <laughs> and it's not bad. It's not a bad album. See,
3: and I don't even know what's on that album. It's just
2: not up to any.
3: U2 standards. Because you
2: have Boy, and Boy was great great debut album. I will follow. And then you go straight into War.
1: And yeah, I take that back. Boy's definitely not one of my leads. I've mixed Boy and October up, I just realized. Yeah.
2: Boy's great. Especially since they've been doing, they've been hitting all these uh, anniversaries. Mm-hmm. And they do like these remasters and mm-hmm. all these extra tracks. and mm-hmm.
1: It's even cooler. How many songs do you think that they have that just aren't released?
2: It's funny you ask, because I was reading about that today. I don't have a count for you, but there, there are tons.
3: Yeah, tons. thousands, thousands, maybe.
2: There are some, and we'll get into it. There's songs that they wrote for other albums, right? That ended up four albums later.
1: Well, it's kind Isn't of that like, crazy, and it's kind of like sweetest thing. Like that was, that was, that was uh, recorded during Joshua Tree. Yeah, and, that, that was an oopsie. <laughs> yeah, that was recorded during Joshua Tree, and they didn't like it. And then Bono forgot his wife's birthday, and she made him put out that song, because that was her favorite song.
2: Yeah. He gifted her that song.
1: And then it ended up being one of their biggest songs of all time. She knew. Oh. She knows.
3: She knows. She knows.
1: Um, shit, what was I going to bring up? Dead air. I know. I forgot what I was going to bring up.
3: Well, I want to bring up something real quick. I, just, I really respect oh. you two for being um live performers mm-hmm. and I know that live performers was like a a thing in like the 90s like you expected all your performers to be live and then the 2000 hits and it's like people lip sync all the time and shit like mm-hmm. that and it's like there's very few f- bands who still do live performances for real and you 2 still sounds awesome like I, I don't even know how to like are, like, are you live yeah. like how are you so good they're great So
2: one, they have the budget for it.
3: They do, they and they have the training, and they have the they have everything for it. But like, I don't want to go to a concert and not see someone live. Like, I want I want to see you sing. That's
2: one thing worth noting too. And we're getting off on a tangent here, but aside from a few vocals on certain songs, Bono's voice has almost gotten better. Pretty much solid. I mean, over the he, he definitely live, can't
1: hit one of the notes that he used to
2: always. No, he do can't. Like, but for the, for the most part, he sounds the same. Oh yeah, forty years mm-hmm. later. And what sucks because
1: people, there's uh, I remember reading a article about the uh, live in Paris at the HBO special that they did. Uh, the that Paris was awesome. Concert. It was cool, but you could tell Bono like was apparently he was fighting some like flu. I think he was fighting the flu. Oh,
3: gross!
1: Like during that show, yeah. and you can tell in his voice that he's kind
4: of
2: like, oh he struggling has. There's there's some classic live recordings where he's having some kind of throat issues or yeah. something. Okay, but but he was
1: sick, and people were like, "Oh, you two, they're I losing his voice. I'm like, he's sick, you stupid fucks. And then he comes, then they come through with a Joshua Tree, and he sounds fucking perfect. Like
3: it just, it just. If you're not going to perform live, don't don't be a
2: yeah.
3: traveling artist. But don't be thing, a touring the artist. The thing that's
2: great about him is, is like he'll even he knows it and he works within his range. Right. There's one. I forget what live recording it is. I don't even remember what song it is. And he kind of like. Doesn't stop the song, but like kind because of Because he has a frog oh, in his frog. throat. I got a frog in my
1: throat. It's Elevation on the Vertigo Tour, yeah. it just yeah. So I remember <laughs> and that. Then just, and then
3: just
2: keeps going. But he's so, like, yeah, uh, I'm uh, imperfect. Got a frog. Deal with it.
3: I would rather <laughs> that than no. some lip syncing bullshit happening. I want to see the. I, want, I, I can buy the album, I can buy the perfect. Mm-hmm. I can buy the perfect. I can listen to the perfect. Yeah. I want the imperfect, raw shit that you're. Well, gonna that's to. they have
2: fun with that. Too. He's really good with that as far as a frontman. Yes. Is he'll he'll extend on thing he'll he'll sample he'll throw other little right. snippets in of other songs. Just, so just play I around and
3: just feel it out. Yeah, it's great. That's what that's what you pay to see.
1: I think they were doing uh, "Out of Control" in Chicago on the Vertigo tour on the DVD that's playing off that. Uh, and he does uh, "Bullet, uh, Bolt the Butterfly" by uh, Smashing Pumpkins at the very end of
2: "Out of Control," and it's fucking yeah, exactly. awesome. He does it all the time with songs, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's fun. I mean, "Bad Alive Aid."
1: I mean, how many songs does he cover? He covers three different songs at the end of that.
3: Does he?
2: Yeah, that, I mean, the whole thing with me with, with that with that show where they just kept jamming, and yeah. the band had no clue what was going on.
3: I was but, like, why am I playing this so many well, they times? We almost broke up after that. I know. Got yeah.
2: into a huge fight after yeah. that. Because the lady was getting, like, smashed on the barricades, and he mm-hmm. he ran down to help her. That's when he leaves it's the like, stage pa- and goes, pause the
3: song, please. So
2: he but accident-
1: he didn't pause it. He I know, just kept but- <laughs> it going. He accidentally became Bono on that performance because he was being a good person and yeah. saving somebody.
2: Then brought her up and danced with
4: her.
1: Yeah. And that was, like, On stage. That was when he watched that, and people, like everyone was fell in love as good as Queen was at that live aid just as many people were talking about U2's bad performance and how good that was
2: no Queen Queen's great right. Queen's huge no you U2 got way more out of that than Queen did You think? Oh yeah.
3: See, and I'm just a happy bystander. I'm just like what do you think about this? You yeah. know what I mean? Like cause I, don't I know. love I love both but bands. it's just funny
1: to me cuz it's like he accidentally he accidentally it's it's like basically Bono. they watched that back and they realized how well that was received. He became Bono because of that, like of that performance. Like that's when he started acting. Like I,
2: it. I literally, I'm not, I'm not even uh, exaggerating. I watch that once a week. I used to on YouTube. Still,
3: just the bad performance my... Sometimes
2: there. it depends how much time I have. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just watch the song because that's. That is my favorite U2 song, and that's not a spoiler. because just spoil your list? No, because, and we'll get into that. Before we start, I guess I should clarify that, too. And that's probably a good segue. But, um, no, sometimes I'll watch the whole performance. and some like It's like every September 11th, I watch their Super Bowl halftime show.
3: We've got to do that. It's just tradition. A tradition.
2: So, uh, a few weeks or about a month or two ago,
1: uh, we turned on a U2 concert. I was just hungover on a Sunday. I Turned on a U2 concert, and we ended up watching. I think like three different U2 concerts. That it was like a good day on
2: fully, I, fully yeah, through. I do it all the time. I'll do you know New Year's Day. I always watch some new live New Year's Day stuff. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I'll watch some Pride song. You know, like live songs. Like just depends what's going on. Right. Anyway, so to my point. So I just said bad's My all time number one can't hear it enough my favorite u2 song and we're doing top 40 songs Mm -hmm. my list has no quote-unquote big i kept all the main songs out of it okay because everybody else covers that
4: right so you have like an
3: honorary uh number one is bad and that's really not your. yes this this is i
2: i i kind of did more of a deep dive You know, Deep Tracks. Mine's a mix. Mine's definitely a mix. Deep Tracks. I just, only because there's so many good songs, and if I kept all the obvious ones in...
3: We'd be repeating ourselves. We're going to
2: be repeating ourselves, and I'm not getting to to name some of my other favorites Mm -hmm. because they're just taking up space. Right. So you guys will cover some of the obvious yes, mine's ones mine's a mix she, I. Think and I that doesn't mean I don't not like those those are right. great songs
3: I think I'll hit the, the number hit, ones and yeah. then I'll hit the more recent ones I think
1: for sure and mine's definitely going to be a mix uh, of deep dives and just like popular songs alright uh, let's get into the top 40 YouTube songs before we do that though Uh, Let's hear a quick word from one of our sponsors. Going Off Topic Podcast with Mr. Kyle Fauché. Going Off Topic Podcast.
3: What's up, everybody? Kyle Fauché here to tell you about my brand new podcast, the Going Off Topic Podcast brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about. From movies, to TV, to music, to sports, to gaming, to anything, really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Going Off Topic with Kyle Fauché, on Twitter, going underscore off underscore topic. And don't forget about anythingbutcredible.com, where you can find everything for the pod, including the written blog post. That's right. We're carrying over the Going Off Topic blog to anythingbutcredible.com too. So check it all out there, and I'll catch you on the next topic.
1: All right, all right, all right. Here we go. The top 40 U2 songs by myself, Tricky, KK, Naked Lady, and Gerg, Greg. Hey. Hey. So what we're going to do here, we're going to speed through 40 through uh, 21. Me and Greg are, and Katie has her own top 20.
3: Because I'm a Um, noob.
1: Right. But if we did, um, and a little fun fact here, um... Greg and I actually just recorded with you, Katie. Uh, We just recorded a deep dive from 40 through 21 of us explaining these songs, which will be released on Facebook and YouTube uh, at OffendedPod. www.facebook.com backslash OffendedPod and on YouTube at OffendedPod. Uh, You can go hear our explanations for those songs, 40 through uh, 21 there. But for now... On this podcast right now where you're listening to, we're just going to speed through 40 through 21 uh, because otherwise it's going to be like a five-hour episode, and I don't think anybody likes five-hour
2: podcasts. Yeah, I can talk YouTube for hours, so I slowed it down a little bit.
1: Right. Sorry, guys. but That's all right. I like it, though, because in music, there's always deep dives in music, and we had our own personal YouTube deep dive here, so that's fair. Um, I will go first, uh, 40 through 21. My number 40, Elevation. 39, I Will Follow. 38, The Fly. 37, Stuck in a Moment That You Can't Get Out Of. 36, Vertigo. 35, Landlady. 34, Miracle of jury Ramone. 33, Party Girl. 32, Red Hill Mining Town. 31, Walk On. 30, Desire. 29, Sunday Bloody Sunday. 28, Song for Someone. 27, Please twenty six Moment of Surrender twenty five in a little while Number twenty four Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses Fucking Fantastic Song. Uh Number twenty three Original of the Species twenty two Lemon This is the only way you can like actually say that song. That's all
2: I hear in my head every right. time.
1: Right. And number 21, finally, number 21, even better than the real thing. All right, Greg, what's your 40 through 21? You know,
2: that's a great segue because my number 40 is even better than the real thing. So, <laughs> how, how is that? That was actually kind of perfect. perfect. That was perfect. Uh, 39, Elvis Presley in America. So, like a handoff. 38, Miracle Drug. 37, Two Hearts Beat as One. 36, the Wanderer thirty five, in God's country. Thirty four. Dirty Day. Give it to me. Sing dirty it. Dirty Day. Sing it.
1: I I almost started singing baby face.
2: Okay, fair enough. <laughs> thirty three. I threw a brick through a window. Thirty two. Xanax and wine. AKA fast cars. Hear more about that in the deep dive. Thirty one. So cruel. 30, when I look at the world. 29, which is kind of a two-parter, but I cheated, but it kind of goes together. Right. More in the deep dive. I'm up and Into the Heart. 28, stay far away so close. 27, wild honey. 26, all because of you. I am.
3: 25 Red Flag Day
2: 24 Love is Blindness 23 If God will send his angels 22 Moment of Surrender 21
1: Exit Such a good song So what's really funny when you said start singing Dirty Day I almost start going Dirty Day dirty day (laughs) but that's baby Baby face face.
2: (laughs) it's a
3: dirty
0: day nerd
1: when I hear a song in my head like it's one Katie and I played the lyric game on the show when I hear a song in my head that doesn't leave my head like at all and it drives me crazy I was immediately thinking baby face but um yeah if you want to hear the rest of our uh, 40 through 21 if you Basically, what we're about to do now, twenty through one, um, basically start talking about every song on the list. You can go check it out again on our Facebook or on our YouTube page, which should be out on the Monday following this release. So this will be released on this Friday. Give me time to get home and get settled in. You know, I'm in Florida right now. I'm on vacation. I'm not we gonna want to do any. I'm not gonna edit and all that here in florida yeah the wi-fi is not that good either yeah it sucks um i'm not looking forward to just editing just like the episode for friday because it's probably gonna take three hours to upload it here thanks a lot florida um anyway so now we welcome in katie
3: i get to play now
1: yeah you get to play now just make sure you speak in the mic uh 20 now we're gonna count down our 20 through one Songs. Um,
2: does anybody want to start it off? I'll start it off. Right. Go Just ahead. because you know what? Why not? Fuck it. Why not? Songs of Experience album. Yeah. It's number twenty. Number twenty. A song called Cedarwood Road.
0: Oh fuck. Cedarwood yeah. Road.
1: Cedarwood Road. What's that totally one sound Forgot like? about that. That's like the guitar riff in the beginning of that song. In the end. It's- oh my god. It's amazing. So,
2: Cedarwood Road is actually the the name of the street that Bono grew up on
3: in Ireland. See, I like Songs of Experience, and I don't know what song it is.
2: Songs, so, songs, do you.
3: I just don't know what song it is. um,
2: No, I know, but I'm I'm asking this, not mansplaining, just asking. So, they did two albums, Songs of Innocence and Songs of Experience. So, Songs of Innocence came out first, and it's literally what it sounds like. It's. Their history, them growing up, Mm -hmm. their life coming up. And Songs of Experience is more, uh, well, it changed a little um, as they were recording it because Bono had some sort of death scare, some kind of medical. He never came out. That's all Mm -hmm. he'll say. But it really changed. So when he crashed his bike? No, it was after that something else. Jesus, something else. Um so Songs of Experience took on a whole different tone. Tone. Yeah. Where it was more like him as an older you know, grown-up kind of like thinking about family and life and death and But Songs of Experience, Songs of Innocence was all about you two coming up in their days in Ireland.
3: So your song. What's the name of
2: your song again? Cedarwood Road. Cedarwood Road. I'm gonna play the guitar riffs
1: uh, from. I'm just gonna play the beginning because the uh, the guitar riffs in this song is just so fucking amazing. If you haven't heard it, not this, not this. This. Yeah, that guitar riff.
3: So that's on Songs of Experience?
1: That's on Songs, Songs of, of Innocence. Innocence. Oh. That's the, the that's no. free album. That's the yeah. Apple album.
3: Never mind.
1: <laughs> what were you going to say?
3: I was confused. I was just confused. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's on part one.
2: Yeah, so Edge, Edge actually, that song came about first from that guitar riff. Mm-hmm. And then they built on that. right. And then they needed lyrics, mm-hmm. and Bono settled on their time at his house growing up, See which Road. in the 70s, it was a little rough there.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: A lot of drugs, a lot of fights. Ireland was weird in the 70s, and that's where that song that's, came from.
1: That is another song that they put live And it was awesome.
2: It was, like, awesome. The songs of Innoc- uh, Innocence, tour. Mm-hmm. When and they walk an through, tour? like,
1: everything. And Bond looks <laughs> like he's being blown away. Yeah, and they have the yeah.
2: animated screen. And yeah, then like the wind. In, yeah, They're inside the screen. Right. Just that's
1: awesome. That's the best song, in my opinion, that's the best song in the screen. That and Invisible are the two best songs in the screen on the songs of uh, Experience Tour. Yeah.
4: All
1: right. What's your uh, 20K? All right.
3: So my first song of the night is where the streets have no name
2: great songs
3: great number song. 20
1: All right it's a little it's a, it's a, just a little higher on mine just a little bit
3: i got a lot of Just
1: a little bit
3: a lot of new things higher on mine
1: yeah i figured i figured that whole i was actually wondering if that whole songs of experience album was going to be your uh, top 10 uh, <laughs> top
3: it's, clo- 12, it's how close many songs it's close it's
2: close i i at first thought about just doing like a couple albums is like one two three four five mm-hmm. six, but then I, I I decided internally to break it down. Right, you'll hear more in the deep dive. But my songs are more. I'll explain it for this. Um, no big hits. Right. Katie's going to cover some hits. Todd will cover some hits.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I wanted to have a little more fun. Challenge myself. Yeah, mine's definitely a mix.
1: Mine's a mix of YouTube, basically. <laughs> you see what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> Me and her. A mix of you two. You two? See what yeah. I did there? Yeah.
2: Oh, clever. Yeah. That's Adam Scott funny. I
1: know, right? <laughs> Dan Cook Paper You, let's go. Nice. All right. <laughs> my number twenty, off rail and hum,
2: Angel of Harlem. Angel of Harlem. That song. Is that on your list, Katie?
3: It's actually not.
2: Wow. It's not on my list either. Wow. Double wow. I
3: I, I like the song, don't get me wrong. It's Love just not my top twenty. Mm-hmm.
2: Love the song. That song drives me mad. Why? Because you remember long before they had their own uh, U2X radio channel.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You remember two years ago, three years ago, they had like the limited, like, serious. Oh, like how Queen has now. And then they, yeah, they have a bunch of them now. Mm-hmm. I think Coldplay and Coldplay, a bunch Queen, others. and
1: Beastie Boys. Yeah, Beastie which Boys, which is has so one. hard to listen to. I can't pick and choose. Serious XM Just, right now. You know what? Just don't turn it off U2X radio. You'll be fine. I, well, I normally <laughs> don't, don't have any but I like all three them. of those. I wish it was so funny because I always told Katie, "I'm like, how does Queen and like? I think I said, how does Queen and Coldplay not have their own like well, like channel?
2: I've, I've said for years, how does U2 not have one, and they finally well, yeah. have one. Yeah. So I think they, they tried it out a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. which is probably what's happening with these. But so part of that was uh, at the end of it. You 2 played the Apollo Theater. Remember, right. they played that, right? Yeah, and they they did a giveaway on SiriusXM.
1: Yeah, and, and you, you
2: had to get the, you had to call in. It was during Angel Harlem. During Angel Harlem, so I would wait and listen. <laughs> I remember this because anytime I think a,
3: this is a Florida vacation. This was it
2: was. It was. It was. It was two years ago. Anytime Angel Harlem came first on vacation, well, we would
1: we listen because you and I were listening. I would call in we fifty yeah.
2: times each time. So it like that song. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's a great song, but it has such a different meaning for me now. <laughs> and I hear it now, and I automatically just want to dial my phone.
4: Yeah,
1: because it was the drive back from Florida is when it was going on. And I just remember being like, we have to listen to this. Because I want to go to New York and go to the Apollo Theater
2: yep. and listen to U2. We but
3: had was, the number saved on our
4: awesome phone. Show.
2: Yeah, I might still have it on my phone.
3: So I listened to uh, U2X Radio and I think it was Bono or The Edge is one of the two. And they said that, um, I think it was The was Edge. Was it the
2: guy with the glasses or the guy with the hat?
3: <laughs> Shut up. Oh, I wait. It, was, it, was, the it edge was on the radio. Song, yeah, see, it was on mind. the radio. Sorry. I think The Edge was talking. Like, you guys are such assholes. <laughs>
1: this is so stupid. It's so funny, though. It was the guy with the glasses or the guy with the hat? Because it's so true. And then you just have gray hair and just cool guy. Like <laughs> I, I don't Yeah. yeah.
3: Anyway. Gray hair or
2: kimono. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Anyway, they basically just said, I think it was Edge, who said that they had been approached by SiriusXM representatives and they just did not have the time for a radio station. No,
2: because they... they he, it was Adam Clayton that said that. Was it? Oh, fuck,
3: so I was completely wrong. Was but I know what you're talking about. And
2: to their point, as a band, they said, if we're going to do it, we want to do it right. Right, they
3: right, they they just they had been approached, they had been offered, and then they were years just like... Ago. Yes, years ago, and they were just like, we're too busy, can, we're doing all these other things, and...
1: Can we all agree that probably, probably the nicest person in U2 is Adam Clayton? No. You don't think so? I think it's probably The Edge. You think it's The Edge? I think yeah. The
3: Edge is the most mellow.
1: I think I, I think it's a toss-up between him or Adam Clayton. Adam Clayton's always just like, I'm in a band. He's kind of... No disrespect, It's kind of like their Ringo Starr.
2: Yeah, but he was like... He was the one, too, that had, like, the big drug problems and stuff back in the day. Oh, he did? Adam Clayton. Oh, yeah. He was the partier. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he wore
1: those Matt Hardy uh, pants. If anybody's a wrestling fan and a U2 fan, you understand exactly what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> no, Adam was the one that kind of really took the rock star life mm-hmm. for a minute. Because he's always the one doing interviews now, and that's that's
1: why I assume that. Like, he's the nicest one, because he just does the interviews for U2 now.
2: I still, I think... Like Bono comes off as nice, but and I love Bono. I don't always agree with every little thing he says, but I keep all that aside. Just right. Great music talent, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh I think and he even says he's an egomaniac. He admits you, it.
4: You
0: have
1: Some to people be. have
2: way too much confidence, baby. He
1: says that in right. Orange of Species and he points down and so
3: you have to well you have to have a certain personality you have to, have be, to, to exactly. be a front man. And you
2: have to, and that's fine. But to your to what you're asking, no, I think the edge is probably he seems like the most down to earth Right. Larry Larry's just cool and he's also like get away from
1: me, he, I just want to enjoy my music. He's gotta get away, but he's it's not so Although much get like a-, a cigarette, I hug my son's body to protect his innocence.
2: Yeah, it's not so much get <laughs> away from me, it's more like it's like kinda just I don't give a fuck. Right. And not like fuck you, I don't care
3: about like, you. You just don't love give the a fuck. Okay, no, so,
2: he's super nice to the fans. So, yeah. it's
1: funny that you say that cuz I told Katie cuz she hadn't seen it when U2 was on David Letterman for the full week. They did like a skit when they did the top 10 and they're outside though yeah. of the studio and Larry Mullen is just smoking a cigarette the whole time just like not giving a
2: fuck. No. Like about the whole thing. And think that, Letterman even like jokes about. Yeah. It, like He's that t- and he, he doesn't speak much. When they do even the group interviews, right? He's the quietest one. He's just he's chill. Was it Conan? When
1: was it Conan's episode where the Conan was just like, "I'm just going to let you two just play the whole show"? That like, was Jimmy Kimmel. No, but didn't Conan like when Conan, Conan, Conan did one was, too when still on late night? Like, yeah, when Conan was all like when Conan w- that was Jimmy t- Kimmel did the first top like, tier peak big Conan. One. Like didn't Conan was like I'm just going to let th- I thought Conan was first. Jimmy Kimmel did the... he gave him the whole show. I thought Conan did that. I think Kimmel was the first. Do you remember what album? Because I know Conan did "How to Make an Atomic Bomb." I think
2: it was the same. So then maybe they both did it. Then. Yeah, I think Kimmel was first.
1: I don't know. Whatever. So I know like that's like Conan's favorite band is U two because like matter. he's like been open about. Cause he's Irish. Irish, but U two and Jack White is what
2: Conan loves. I'd say Conan and Jack White are like best friends. Yeah. That, yeah,
1: yeah he, Jack White gave him permission to use. Uh, I can tell that we we're going to be friends for his yeah. podcast.
2: And I know I hate that song. The Edge and Jack White are real good buddies. too. Oh yeah. So. Well,
1: you watched the uh, the movie with him, The yeah. Edge, Jack White, and Jimmy Page, right? Yeah. Where the the very beginning is the Edge is like, I just want to learn, or uh, Jack White was like, I just want to learn the Edge's secrets, like.
2: Right. Well, the Edge was the same way for uh, mm-hmm. what's the White Stripes song. Icky Seven Thumb. Nation Army. No, Icky Thump. Oh, Icky Thump, Yeah. And I just like, how, how did you come up with, how do you, how did right? You, mm-hmm. How did you come up with that? How do you? And wasn't Jack like, what? Really? Like, yeah. He's like, it's real simple. Watch. <laughs> and then right away, I just like, oh, okay.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: like people always say, like they talk about the greatest guitarist in the world, and that, like. People always leave Edge out of the conversation. I'm just like the Edge is probably the best. But, he is. But the
3: guitarists but don't. The guitarists, guitarists always make sure like, to.
2: He's not because Edge isn't a purist.
3: Right. And
2: eight. He an layers Edge. sounds.
1: Right. And the Edge even says like he hates like jamming out. Like, yeah. But he. But figured, man, that dude can jam. But he, yeah, right. And like he figured out the the pedals, like, and the different sound effects that a guitar can make. Yeah. Like But anyway. Uh, we got off topic there.
3: I was going to say, what? Where are we at?
1: We're talking you two.
3: Number um, is it my turn? Number 19? nineteen.
1: No, it's Greg's.
3: He did number twenty.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. He started.
3: started. I started. Oh.
1: Uh, I started, and yeah, and I
2: said Angela Harlem. I screwed okay, up so the I screwed 19. up the flow because he started the first ones. Number
3: nineteen, Gerg.
2: Number nineteen. <coughs> it's it's off this unknown album called Octune Baby. Uh, it's a song called who's gonna ride your wild horses oh,
3: good, i that should have made my top 20 i'm I, really disappointed i told in you katie
1: katie was like i don't think i can do four i'm like yes you can
3: no that would have been my top yeah. 20 i could have kicked off I like understand. three and songs. if you
2: if you want to if you you know i encourage you to listen to the deep dive but if you can't tell with me which is weird but i, I kind of <laughs> like sad songs anyway in general Not just with you too. I'm the same way. Not just with you too. With anything I listen to, like
1: 1975, like if you listen to the
2: lyrics, all their songs are sad. Like they're not like happy songs at all. So who's gonna ride your wild horses? Again, is another one that Bono wrote about the Edge's divorce, Hmm. and he tried to put himself like in the Edge's shoes, in his shoes, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So. Cheers! It's gonna rain. Cheers. Maybe it's because I just got married, but I like all these divorce songs. <laughs> I don't know if that's ironic. You're like
3: doing a lot of research about divorce,
2: but I liked all these songs way before I got married. So,
1: who's gonna taste your saltwater kisses? We're in Florida.
2: Uh, that's you want to see my last my last note. Talking point. Go ahead and read it. Is a reference. The line, who's going to taste your saltwater
1: kisses, is a reference to oral sex. Jesus Christ, how many notes do you have? I sh- I, scroll- I mean, that's like a professional, like, notes list. We're not that professional like, here. On If offended. you sent that in to, like, an eighth grade teacher, you get an A-plus for note-taking. You know what? I'm thorough,
2: <laughs> and it's a topic that I really enjoy. Like, here's mine. I scrolled through multiple times today and showed you. I know.
1: I thought, so I glanced over at you. And I thought you were doing work stuff, and I looked over and I realized it said like a U two song. I'm like, oh, I was like, holy fuck! Like that's his
2: shit. But we just we glanced over the fact. The line "Who's gonna taste your saltwater kisses?" is about oral sex, yeah. which is great. Good to know. They Bono actually throws a lot of sexual references in a lot of their songs. Oh, I know. He he pretty much sings about. Uh, on your knees, boy. Religion, sex, or some type of political, mm-hmm. either
3: Person Irish or American.
1: Or, yeah. yeah. Right. Right, Katie, what's your 19? He's kind uh, of a pervert.
3: Number 19, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Until the End of the World.
1: Wow. I'm actually surprised you Good picked one. that. Good one.
3: I do like it.
1: Is that on my... You mine? should like it. That's a great song. That's actually an honorable mention of mine. Oh, you, Greg.
2: We'll get there. Okay, it's there. Uh, I don't remember, and I don't feel like scrolling, so I'm going to lose my place.
1: So should we talk about it now is what I'm saying. Talk,
2: talk about it. Um, yeah,
1: uh, till the end of the world. I mean, that's a song, I'm going to be completely honest, that was a song I hated.
3: Fir- I don't even know what album, the album it's on. first Octum Baby. Oh.
1: That was a song I hated the first like few times I heard it. And then the more I listened to it, the more I'm like, this is the best U two song in terms of storytelling. If like you hear this song, and you listen to the lyrics of this song, you can paint a picture in your mind of a post apocalyptic world of like it's the end of the world. Like if I'm thinking of like if it like okay when I saw Mad Max Fury Road, I was like I need Until the End of the World by U two in this song in this movie like because they I in my opinion that is the best. Thing for any movie that's post-apocalyptic that needs to be in it. Like I just think in my brain that I can paint a picture easily from that song, and that's like the easiest song I can paint a picture to in my brain. Have
3: you also said that he changes the lyrics of that song
1: until the end of the world?
3: Yeah, or is it? Am I thinking of a different?
1: Song? It might be a different one. He'll, think... he'll change. Yeah, some he'll lyrics change. On like it's not no. Alive. We'll get to it. We'll okay. get to it because it's okay. on my. I, I know what we're just talking about. He changes the city.
3: Go ahead, then.
1: All right. My number 19 is it's all right, it's all right,
2: it's all All right, right. she moves. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a, what a botch.
1: What a botch. Jesus. Oh,
3: my
4: God. <laughs>
3: We just well, wait, call wait. our listeners. My
1: number 19 is Mysterious Ways. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Choking on my, my, my bush latte. Choking on my spit. I did choke on my spit.
1: <laughs> Choking on my own spit, Ricky Bobby. Choking on my own spit. I love, love crepes. <laughs> crepes. <laughs> I knew that was coming. But anyway, Mysterious Ways. Again, we talked about at the beginning of the show, but that was a song when I started do, like deep diving into the U2 when I was in high school. That was a song, like, I had heard countless of times. And, like, a song, like, I liked. I'm yes. like, holy shit, this is U2. Great song.
2: Yeah. It's actually Great my song. number
3: t- number higher.
1: All right. Well, wait. Well, oh, well, oh, yeah. I'll just mention it when right. we get but, there. But um, there's another song by U2 that's very high up on my uh, list. I'll also say, like, holy shit, I did no idea it was U2. And I loved that song for a very long time. But anyway, Greg, what's your number
2: 18? 18. This is a good one. It's off the War Album. Seconds.
1: That is a good song.
2: Seconds. Is it Seconds Long? (laughs) (laughs) Takes a second to say goodbye, say goodbye, oh, 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 say (laughs) bye-bye.
3: All right, well, I'm just going to go with my number 18.
2: (laughs) I wasn't done yet, Katie. (laughs) Yeah. Katie, chill. Do you know that song?
3: No, not the way you're singing it.
2: It's a good song. It's about nuclear prol- proliferation. What? So it's 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 all about if, if an atomic bomb goes off. Okay. It takes a second. Gone.
1: But hey, we know how to smell an atomic bomb now, though.
3: Because the song.
1: No, it was, it was just that
2: was that was a YouTube joke.
3: Oh. All right. Well, my so, number eighteen.
2: I one, I one more point about that song. All right. What's Go that? It was it was the first it was the first two song where edge was lead vocals
1: that's the first
2: one yep shit did you forget numb yeah <laughs> i knew when i said that you're gonna <laughs> be like oh no
3: all right my number 18 has it. been already mentioned Fuck. uh moment of surrender
2: moment of surrender is a great song yep Yep. I think that all that made all of our list. I think
3: we, I think you all mentioned it in the deep dive, at least at the minimum. Oh, oh yeah, definitely,
1: we um, definitely. And it was also like on the 360 tour, they ended their uh, show with "Moment of Surrender." When I think for the last like two tours, they ended with 40, didn't they? Yeah, because they changed. They changed it on the uh,
2: Zoo TV. Um, yeah, you two likes to mix it up a little right. bit, but like. You know, vision, of experience vision over visibility. That's all I'm going to say. All right.
1: right. Oh, it's my turn? Uh, my one, number 18, song, which yeah. I feel like it's going to be high on yours. I don't know. It might be number one. I don't know.
3: Oh, Don't take my number one.
2: Don't say it if it is. I, it's, it's one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, it's, that was, it's that not, was the joke.
3: Oh. It's not my number one, but it is higher up on my list. One love.
2: Yeah, uh, number 18, One. One's great. I love that One is such a misunderstood song.
3: Oh, completely. People
2: play that shit at their weddings we and didn't, stuff.
3: I didn't realize it was about
2: It's Bono apologizing yeah, to the band. Yeah, that. They almost that. broke up.
3: I didn't realize if it was about religion, about love. I didn't know what it was well, about. like
1: no, the it's Edge. about you, too. So about it's funny because, like... like
3: the Edge. Being, like, homosexual, I, like, I didn't
1: know. So after you told me that, Greg, after you told me that what it was about, it's about Bono say,
4: it's basically an apology to the band. To,
1: yeah, it's Bono apologizing to the band. But when you listen to the Edge interview David Byrne, David Byrne, on uh, U2X Radio, the Edge, I totally did not hear him say it's left up to, like, you know, Interpretation. interpretation. And he's like, it could be about a family member that's gay that's not accepted into his family. And that's his like, he's like, that could totally be what the song's about. And I'm like, oh, you motherfucker, you never
2: said what the song's about. But that goes, it, it goes to the point that I made off, offline. Right. Where they write these songs with a specific purpose, but also with a secondary intention of. Another interpretation, or leaving it up to interpretation. They're almost right.
3: ambiguous, in the fact totally. that they they have their the way they wrote it is they're like this was our intention. Yeah, but for it the, also what goes the song means to me, but it doesn't mean the same to this my band members the same way it means to me. And then yeah. right,
1: and shout out to the live version of with the orchestra because that version is just absolutely fucking beautiful. And shout out to the Mary J. Blige version too because that version is just like really good and Very it's it's another it's another way of you two being like songs aren't finished like to them mm-hmm. like they added in an extra like guitar rift and like they changed up the sound of the song a little bit
2: I think that's why they like playing live so much right because they do that and I don't I'm it's not on my list spoiler alert I don't know if it's on anybody's list get on your boots. The but album
1: it's, version. Yeah, it's an honor mention of mine. I love that song. I can album, play that song. I can play that song on the drums. That's the one song I can actually like. Actually play but on the drums. If you
2: look at from the way they released it to the way they always play it live now, mm-hmm. completely different song. Yep.
3: really. It was. They, it they
1: was
2: took actually it, originally called "Sexy Boots." They turned it into this like just total like kind of techno dance club like.
3: Like house music?
1: Yeah. No, no, no. You're thinking of... It wasn't Get On Your Boots. You're thinking of... uh, It was the Blackberry uh, song. It was the commercial for Blackberry. I'm
2: talking Get On Your Boots.
1: There was... No, they... On the 360 tour, it wasn't Get On Your Boots. It was... uh, I'm still talking about Get On Your Boots. Oh, my God. I can hear it in my head. I can hear the rift. Do you know what I'm talking about? On the 360 tour, they did a song that was like... uh, they did totally did not play it the way it was on the album. And it was a techno well,
2: version they, live. They do that. But they did it for the whole tour. Yeah, I don't know what song you're talking about right baby, now.
4: Baby, 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 never that, be alone. The, you're
2: singing Ultraviolet almost.
4: No.
1: Oh my god, what is that song called? I don't know. Get on, phone, get on your boots phone. is what I'm get talking about. Um,
0: it's Dude. not a here, it's enough.
2: It's not a hill, it's a mountain. Start
1: I know I'll go crazy if I don't go
2: crazy tonight. Same one. They do it with Get On Your Boots too.
1: But I know if I go crazy if I don't go crazy tonight was like the song that they turned into a techno song on like that like tour.
2: Okay. We're we're arguing the same point. Yeah. Definitely. They they do that. They take these songs and they perfect them right. live. Right. Right. The end. The end. Number seventeen. Going to say, hold, on, it? hold on. All right. Next one, 17. Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, one of Katie's favorite albums, Songs of Experience, Landlady. Oh, that's
3: on my list.
2: I love that song. I fucking
1: love
3: that We song. can totally talk about it now.
1: Landlady.
2: Landlady. My,
3: it's coming up. If, or wait, maybe. No, I took it off. That's what. You took it off? Yeah, because I had to. I'm surprised you took that song off. I had to put one, out. To put it's one all, out.
2: It's one of my favorite songs on that album. Yeah, same.
3: Yeah, no, I took it out and I, I mean that was my number
1: else. Landlady was my number 35 I mean I love that I mean How many songs do you two have And I mean I put them in my top 40 Like
3: I just like the Every minute. That's what I'm saying Like If that part
1: of the song Was longer Like If that was Basically it's own song Like Holy shit I, that I think went, I think
2: it's one of those That could be classified As unfinished Right By, by the band Probably, mm-hmm. Probably. But it's another one of those, to my point, with Songs of Experience, how there was that weird, you know, won't say what, Bono Health Scare, and this song he wrote to his wife. Right.
3: My number seventeen is Lights of Home, also on the same album. That's a good
1: one. It is a good one. Katie and I were talking about this in the card and you and I both agreed that it's the, la- like, again, like Landlady, it's you the ending of the song that makes that entire song. If like,
3: only you could be That mm-hmm.
1: one. Yeah, but they also. So, what's cool about that is that that lyric is actually in a different song from Songs of Innocence. Right, they kind of meld it's, them into. Yeah, it's because Songs of Experience obviously is a sequel to that album. So. I love concept albums, and "Songs of Innocence" and "Songs of Experience" are totally concept albums. They're totally telling a story of their lives, basically. Especially "Songs of Songs of Innocence," way more about like them growing up and maturing, and "Songs of Experience" is basically about like just them now. But um, what song is what lyric is that in? It's "Iris," isn't it? In the uh, which ones? Free Yourself to Be Yourself yeah but that's well it's in both albums that's what I'm saying that's what we were just saying yeah you weren't listening what's the, yourself, what's the song
3: what's the song in Iris uh, Iris yeah
1: so, uh, that's about his mom Yeah. and Lights of Home I'm assuming is about him being home with his family
3: free yourself to be yourself right
1: but I think it's you don't like my singing no
2: Um. <laughs> Bono does it better <laughs> just but I, I just think it's cool that like Wait, is Bono here? Sounded just like him.
4: Free
0: to be Stop Oh my
4: god. Karaoke Cario- <laughs> it's karaoke
2: night on offended. <laughs>
1: but I just think it's cool. Basically what I'm saying is I think it's cool is there's a few songs on Songs of Experience where the lyrics are the same from Songs of Innocence. No, it's
2: it's they go together. Yeah. They go together like very well. And I like they, it a lot. They put thought into those albums. Right. It's cool though the way that songs of experience—it's storytelling. And and why it makes it so good? It changed, right? From what they originally intended, it right, right. the concept where it turned into Bono just reflecting on death, right? And for the entire album.
1: Well, and another thing I put into those two albums, "Songs of Innocence" reminds me of albums like "Unforgettable Fire" and "War," while. Uh, songs of experience reminds me of all that you can't leave behind in how to an atomic bomb and it's like you have these two versions of you 2 that like were always great and they just put them together and just made two albums out of it let's of just two let's, generations. Let's,
2: let's use the word synergy yeah let's let's throw a buzzword in
3: synergy like does that make
2: sense though sure
1: so I've always thought Songs of, of Innocence was like, this is, to me, it's like, this is like a direct sequel to Unforgettable Fire, in a way, of the, like, just the way the songs are made and everything. I agree. Yep. Uh, Two my, great albums. It is. Um, fuck you, selfish assholes who didn't like it for free. Uh, my number 17, Bullet the Blue Sky.
2: Bull the Blue Sky. Is that on your list, Greg? <laughs> on my list? Yeah. <clears throat> no, I count that as a as a hit. Classic. You count that as a hit? Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Well, you they, can. They play it at every show. It's not on so, mine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Love it. I, I mean, tried to,
2: I tried to pick songs like they, they don't really play. Right. Yeah, but I mean, we don't That's, get like,
1: too deep into it, but I mean, Bull the Blue Sky no, is classic. just. It's classic. It's classic. Um, classic. But them singing it. Like, we talked about this on an episode a few weeks ago, Katie, about Bold's Blue Sky, and how Bono's changed the lyrics to it recently.
3: Oh, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of.
1: Orange, like the rose of a thorn bush. Yeah. Slapping them down. 100. 200. Yeah. It's
0: about
2: Trump. Yeah, it's, it's, it turned into an anti-Trump song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally did.
1: But that's, like, when we saw them live. Like, Bono was like, it's It's a crazy. great live
2: song. Oh, though. it is. Like, great live song.
1: And it's crazy to me, like, you too was like, when we saw the Joshua Tree Tour three, was it three years ago now? Like, he was like, it's crazy how we put out this album in 1987, and it's now, like, still, it's almost more relevant now than it was then, like...
3: Crazy how things go in cycles.
1: Yeah.
2: History repeats itself. Yep.
1: Yep. What's your number 16, Greg?
2: 16. From War. Song called Surrender.
3: Oh, it's such a good song. Such a great Very song. Very good song, but it's not on my
2: top 20. Such a great song. Mm hmm. Old school, just melodic. just got that, like, Surrender (laughs) I love it It's a good like sing-along But it's chill It's just so good So good It's all about a prostitute
3: So good Is it really? Yeah Okay
2: Yeah I'll
3: have to listen to it next time To the lyrics
2: You want to know the story?
3: Yeah I have it Do it Do it
2: (laughs) So this is uh, You know I did a little research found it on the internet, so this isn't completely accurate, but I've heard bits and pieces of this over the years, so I found it all together. Uh, It's about Bono asking God to go along and give in to sin.
3: Okay. Because that was
2: back, again, Bono's kind of an egomaniac, especially back in the younger years. I miss like, cocky Bono. He was at the high of that in the 90s. He was That was Bono's greatest time.
1: Which is funny because it's like that would give people a reason to hate you too, and it's like the people that started hating you two came well after
2: that. Like, part of it, part of it was him being that way, and part of it, part of it was kind of a persona, and part of it was a big fuck you to whoever. Right. Like, I'm the biggest rock star in the world, and. I can think whatever Uh, yeah so um he talks about a city and then starts talking about a prostitute Sadie and then it's all about how she surrenders and you know gives herself up and you know finally gets with people and you know makes it makes money I'm I'm going through this real quick and kind of paraphrase, <laughs> paraphrasing. Listen to the song, but understand that whole concept behind it. Okay. And you know, then maybe she wants to kill herself. There's talk of that. It's deep, but it's it's just it's a chill song though. Right. It's it's almost haunting. Okay. Haunting. Haunting. Haunting.
3: Uh, my number sixteen. We've already talked about it a little bit, and it is one of their more popular songs. Is "Elevation"? Mm-hmm. So it's probably like their biggest one that I've picked on my top twenty.
1: That's your biggest one?
3: Yeah, probably because I didn't pick like "Vertigo." Or Got a anything. frog in my throat. Yeah,
1: so that was totally that song. That one. Yeah.
3: No, Love "Elevation" it. is probably <clears throat> one, well, of, my, no, one this, of my favorite live. The next one right,
1: right, is probably big too. That's yeah, one of your favorite live versions, because he messes up.
2: Yeah, I love it. I love. I just love the raw, mm-hmm. just physical, human aspect of it. It's like
3: yeah. Green Day. We just listened to it today. It's like, do 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 Fuck. do 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 You know what I'm talking about? I love oh, it. Okay. I, I they kept the original um, in there, even though he fucked up. Yeah, yeah it's I, like I, it. I you know, love like, when yeah.
2: bands like start over. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Love it.
3: They're like, no, nah, we'll, we'll do it one more time. Like, like, wait, time. Wait, stop.
2: Start over. I'm the same way. I love it
1: like when it comes to movies i love when movies leave in bloopers Mm -hmm. or like 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 usual suspects like that scene the the scene when like they're like oh i've tell me your fucking name you fucking cocksucker uh like benicio del toro apparently was just farting the whole time during that like that scene that's why they (laughs) they're all laughing in that scene and it's because like they just can't keep a straight face. Well, they, the director of that movie was getting pissed at them. They took them like two hours to film that scene. And they just kept laughing, and at the end of it, the director was like, "Actually, it makes sense that they're laughing at it." Like, so we'll, we'll just keep assholes. It. Yeah. So they kept it. Yeah. But yeah, so totally agree. Uh, my number sixteen. Yes. Number sixteen is Trisha's favorite song. Greg. All I want yep. is you. <laughs> I mean, it's a good one. Reality Bites. Yep.
2: Classic. I mean, that is...
1: The song is just so good. It's like,
2: good. It's fun to sing along to. Yeah. It's a sweet, tender song. All I want It's say. happy. It's romantic. I love when they... I love how... I love how... Just... You know, Bono says it too. Just... He's a bleeding heart. He doesn't hide his emotions. He's so good... At expressing his emotions. Yeah. And... That's a perfect song for that. Yeah, I it mean, is. he's just...
1: Live he had, at Slang Castle. Yep. That yep. version, when the crowd just goes,
0: Yeah! Like,
1: sing along with it. Oh, I want It's fucking you, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I love it. And that also... That is a
2: great live... God, that whole show. I was going
1: to say, Bullet the Blue Sky. <laughs> Bullet where, to Blue sky the Blue Sky. That's where they recorded
2: Unforgettable Fire. It's What's Slang like Castle. What did you say? That's where they recorded Unforgettable Fire.
1: Oh, it was, it was there? Yeah. Um... But Bullet the Blues at Slane Castle too is amazing.
2: That whole show at Slane Castle yeah. was awesome. 2001.
1: That might be overall, in my opinion, that might be their best live like performance. What's the uh, live at du- Was it Dew
2: Point? That, yeah, that's the New Year's Eve show. Yeah, that, that that's that, probably my favorite.
1: Which, speaking of, at the end of the episode, you will hear a song from that show. Specifically, and if you're a diehard YouTube fan, you know exactly what song is going to be played. That's
2: best. that's probably my favorite, like official released live. That's mine. That's mine, definitely for sure. It's so good, mm-hmm. so, good. Right, so what, good, So good, so <laughs> good. What's your number sixteen? Sweet Caroline. <laughs> What's your number sixteen. Sixteen or fifteen?
3: Fifteen. Yeah, oh, yeah we I forgot.
2: 16. I forget. That we went See, back. Did right I ago. skip ahead? Uh, songs of Innocence, which Katie needs to listen.
3: I need to give her because you a love
2: the experience. Every breaking wave. Oh, I like that. Oh, uh, that's a great
1: song. I had that in my top forty, and I took it out for original species. It's it's another
2: one. A uh, sad song, and it's about addiction.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's not a happy song.
2: I see my. I pick a lot of sad songs. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, Um And not not about any particular addiction. Just kind of addiction, always yeah. chasing whatever it is you're chasing. Part of that's some of what I know about the song, and part of it's my own personal interpretation. But that's right the song. Original, it's, it's awesome.
3: It is an awesome song.
1: Originally, that was my number forty until I was like, I have to, on the way down when we listened to original species, and I was getting goosebumps. I was like, I have to put this song in my top 40 got gotta go. So unfortunately, in every breaking
2: wave. I have one thought. Give me one second. I have to because I want to I make sure I get the lyric right. I don't want to play it.
0: If you go,
2: the one, the one line from that.
1: I want to hear them play that song with the whole band. There's actually live. a few. That but would be really they cool. They normally only play that song acoustically live. They never, I've never heard that song played live with a band.
2: With the full
3: band. Really?
2: Yeah. Every sailor knows that the sea is a friend made enemy. Mm-hmm. And then the one that I really love... Where is it? Sorry.
1: And every gambler knows... Every gambler knows... That to lose...
2: Is not what it seems... Is that what it is? No. Is this is as far as I can read. Every gambler knows that to lose is what you're really there for. Right. Yeah. And if you think about that and break that down. Mm-hmm. The first time I heard that, I was like, that's one of the most ingenious lyrics lines. Mm-hmm. Ever fucking. Like who thinks
3: written. of that? But I know. Because I know. it's who
2: Because gamblers
3: that's, You know you're gonna lose. You walk in there,
2: even, but even if you even if you're winning, you you're like, okay, I'm up. I'm gonna play until I lose this much, right? Right. You don't just say, oh, I won. I'm leaving. If you're if you're a gambler, right? Right. Like, it's such a great insight into just
3: a gambler's mind.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the, just the whole thing with, Oh,
3: it's crazy. Anyway, um, that's a great line. My number 15 is probably... Okay, so I said Elevation was my last one. This is probably my other big song is Beautiful Day. Had to make it on there.
2: It's a little higher on mine.
3: Yeah? No. Okay.
2: Well, Beautiful Day, I mean, that's just...
1: That's a classic. It's a classic, but I have... I We'll get to it. I have okay. a different reasoning why I like it, and you guys are both... Greg will definitely make fun of me for it, but it's what it, it is what it is. Uh, my number 15... Loser! My number 15 song off of uh, Songs of Experience. My second favorite song off of Songs of Experience. I listened to this song on fucking repeat when this album came out. I know but what it is. The Showman, the Showman, a little more better. Yeah. I mean, that song is just so much fun, and I just want to hear them it's play it live it's once. Just, it's
2: it's just a poppy little...
1: It's just like... But it, like i was it's like not a bad song no like i was just like a f- i love it cuz i was like this is a song i could just dance to like whenever like yeah, if so i hear this song i'm like let's it's, go it's,
2: it's a you know it moves you around. it's, it's, it it's a little higher so up on my good,
0: list a little more better looks so good a little more little more
2: that was tricky ladies and gentlemen from offended make sure to check him out on uh, Make sure you
1: go check out uh, Apple S- NPR right podcasts now. podcasts
2: okay. and uh, Spotify and iTunes and uh, YouTube and Google Instagram, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and uh, MySpace <laughs> and Friendster. I tried speaking of
1: MySpace. Fame. I tried to get back on that recently. My account just does not exist anymore, which That's sucks. Probably
3: a good thing. It
1: probably is. Alright, Greg. What's your number 14? fourteen? Fourteen. All
2: That You Can't Leave Behind is the album, Mm -hmm. the song... Let me guess. Let me guess. Kite. No. 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 The Ground Beneath Her Feet. Damn. I have a frog in my throat. Sorry. (laughs) Do you know the history of that song? Uh Uh-uh. It was actually... uh, Bono wrote a movie. A screenplay. Did he... He I think he did that for passengers. Passengers So that's okay. Let's let's tangent for a second.
1: Shit! Sorry, I just fuck me. My playlist is fucked. My my whole thing is fucked. I just realized a song that's not on my top forty that should be in my top twenty. No. I think Greg knows exactly what song I'm talking about. It doesn't count. Why isn't oh it's passengers? Because we're doing U two songs. Is that not one of them? It's Passengers. What song you think I'm
2: talking about? Miss Sarajevo? Yep. That's Passengers, all right? Deal we're doing all right. Never mind. Take that shit back. We're doing wow, you. Oh,
3: that was like a really
2: We're doing you too. burst song. of emotion. That was recorded and put out as Passengers, not you two.
3: All Right. This can't
2: Those were those were all
0: songs. <coughs> Anyway. La
2: So that's the, that's so okay. Honorable mention real fast. Great song. And yes, obviously it's you 2 But technically it was released as Passengers. Mm-hmm. So Passengers was this one-off experimental album. Right. That it they was just
1: Bono and the edge, wasn't
2: it? No, it was the whole band, but they oh, just it was? they they did it as uh uh we're going to make songs. This was this was early 90s. Yeah. Where soundtrack songs were huge. Right. Space Jam. Right. Batman. Right. Forever. Right. Uh, the big thing back then was like the big you know, look at Will Smith back he always had the song Here come the
4: man That's what Men in Black.
2: Men in Black, Wow Wow, What you know, whatever. Right. Exactly. Um, that was the thing. So they decided to do this concept album under a different name mm-hmm. and make make soundtrack songs for fake movies. Except
1: they actually made a movie a they? few of
2: them were real movies or okay. ended up in real movies Right. this one's separate from that this is actually from an album this is your
1: number 14 well,
2: this is number 14 The Ground Beneath neither Fiat mm-hmm. so it was originally written Bono wrote a screenplay called Million Dollar Hotel mm-hmm. and I'm reading that's part, what it is I'm reading All part right. of this but I know this but I just don't want to forget anything that
1: actually got made, didn't it? Million dollar. He got Mel? made. It was
2: a Mel Gibson movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was a Mel Gibson movie. Bono had a
2: cameo in it.
1: I remember. The, I remember. Like we watched it one night, and I was just like, "What is? It it's, seems like a B movie. What is this? It's shit. Yeah, it's a terrible
2: movie. Bono wrote it. He wrote it. He co-wrote it with the director. Well, oh, that's, yeah.
3: why wi- writes, that's why he white writes. This why he waits. Music. Uh, okay,
1: yeah. I
2: But anyway, so they wrote this song for that movie,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. and the movie tanked, but they were still like, this is a great song, so they put it on the album, (laughs) because they are like, people need to hear this, and nobody saw the movie.
1: Jesus Christ, so they put that that song, that album came out in 2000, and that movie came out in what, 96, 97?
2: Give or take, yeah.
1: Uh, this is crazy because that comes that comes into play. What we talked about earlier is that no, no, they all you can't leave behind. That was two thousand. 2000 right? Exactly. So and that movie came out. That was after Pop, exactly. So it was ninety eight. What's ninety eight? Oh, when they wrote the song. That's what I'm
2: saying. Like yeah, 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 yeah.
1: They wrote the song and like
4: it came released out on a later album. Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's actually it's based off of uh, a Salman Rushdie uh book right. and they took all the lyrics from that he actually didn't write the lyrics for it it's all mm-hmm. from his book right. but like he approved right he was like cool let's you, do it you took my words and made it into a great song that's uh-huh.
3: it um my number 14
1: that's it <laughs> oh what just laughing at the way he, the, end. <laughs> and the end that's it
3: uh, my number 14 is Love is Bigger Than Anything. All
2: right. Love
0: is Bigger Than Anything.
1: Honorable mention of mine.
0: Uh, uh,
1: uh, uh. Oh, you sound like the edge. Oh. Thank you. That's the best compliment I've ever gotten. It's just a beautiful voice. That's but, a good, yeah, it's not it on is, my list, but it's a good song. It is a great song, actually. Um,
3: I think it's the beginning that sells me.
1: The beginning? Mm hmm. Just a really good. It's just like again, like that Songs of Experience album is just. It is one of their best albums, in my opinion. Like, I think it's easily one of their best albums. That album is so fucking good, and the fact that like, I mean, it came out. It did debut at number one on the charts. Like, it sold a shitload of record. It's, but it's still crazy to me that u Two hasn't put out like a like what you said, Greg, a big hit songs since how to male atomic bomb which is crazy because there's could have been several songs on that
2: album that should have been and there there, huge there songs. are in in the u2 circle right and maybe
1: in England I think I think in England there was a Europe. two or, th- or Europe there was like two or three that were like huge over there yeah too. they they, ch- they, they chart higher over there which I mean good music charts higher in Europe anyways right. Not over well, here. Well, and they're from you Europe. you have Taylor Swift who just... That's why I don't like like music like in America in a, in a way, just because it's like it's a popularity contest. It's not like...
3: Who does the best.
1: Right. Right. It's all a marketing machine. Right. And then over in Europe, it's like they appreciate the music for what it is. So like,
3: well, and it also helps that they're... F- from Europe and not America
1: so it's not even that like if the music's good like
3: I know but I'm just saying that they they have like a bigger better following I've always told
1: people this like people have always argued with me like what's like I remember working at KMOX and people were like what do you think the biggest band in the world is? And I was like, easily. I was like, easy, you too. And they're like, really? You two? You don't think Taylor Swift's bigger? I go, Taylor Swift is baseball, like how America is big in baseball. And then around the world, soccer is the biggest sport. You 2 is soccer. That's like, a really good comparison, she's, actually. She's not a band. No, but, I actually. Uh... But do you get what I mean? Like, people are like. I, I agree. Like, around the world, U2 is soccer. But
2: like, Taylor Swift is she's pop, and she, right. she's a whole marketing. You two does that was, it? That was the argument not,
1: we got in because that was when Taylor Swift's "Shake It Off" came
2: out. So people, just, you you two's not right. They're not. They used to do that. Mm-hmm. They used to do that. They were a marketing machine back right. in the day. That's how they got so big. Right. That and they're talented. Right. But it's all just planned. Now they do it more. They just do it for the music. Right. Exactly.
3: Which is what's really cool about yeah. them.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have. They don't have. They don't need the money They don't need the money But It's like what they're we talked about A few weeks it. ago
1: I feel like Bono just wants that One last big song To they on all on a do. bang Yeah
2: They all do But they're still You know They tour They put out The point is They put out all these New new records mm-hmm. They could just tour And do greatest hits Right But they don't want to like do that Like a lot of these bands do mm-hmm. That are older They don't do that No
1: and what, that's what's they stay great current.
2: They go find Kendrick Lamar. Right. And, you know. Well,
1: now they could. Bonnock's just be like, I'll just go to my son. Like, because their inhaler is going to blow up. Like, inhale. I have the same feeling about inhalers that I did about the 1975. Fucking eight years, ten years ago. Like,
3: well, that's a good feeling then for them. It is.
1: I was like, I've always said Shit, to myself. We, sh- we should let
2: them know that Todd feels that way. I'm just saying.
3: Um, h- inhaler. You're I'm just blow saying. Up. Yeah.
1: I had a feeling about the 1975. Like they're going to blow up. They're going to be big. They're good. Same feeling about Inhaler. Same feeling. I was like, and I was waiting. I was like, when's that next big band coming that I'm going to like fall in love with? It's Inhaler. But anyway, is it my turn?
3: We're, I'm on number 13. So you're on
1: number 13. Oh, it's definitely my turn okay. then. So I have number 14.
2: 14.
1: My number 14 is Pride in the Name of Love. I don't know, like, one of my favorite live songs. That is? Yes. Is it just because of the...
0: Uh, uh, no, the whole song. Uh.
3: That's on my list, too. It's such,
2: That's on it's your list? such a great... Mm-hmm. Right. That is the epitome of just U2, stadium, arena, rock, mm-hmm. like, just big... Yeah. Right. That in song...
3: Yeah. I mean, but we'll just,
2: talk about it more when we get to it. No,
3: here. you can talk about it now. I'll just mention it when we get hired.
2: But yeah, no. Go on. I mean That's really all I have about it. It's it's
1: a classic. It's a totally classic. That's it also it's like Sunday Blaze Sunday. It's like those songs for fans the of YouTube two that aren't diehard U two fans, those are like songs that you can like yeah, fall back there's on. There's really nothing like, you can it's
2: a, it's almost
1: a perfect song. Yep. Yeah. And it's awesome live. Yeah, every time they Mm
4: -hmm. play it,
3: I would love to see it live. It's so
1: weird that Josh. So they normally play that song in the middle or towards the end of like their show. And when we saw the Joshua treats tour, it was like the third song they played. I'm like, this is so weird hearing this song so early in the show. Like, it was weird. I was like, this is fucking. It was still light out. Yeah, and it It wasn't even dark yet. What was also weird, right after that was yeah. (laughs) No, but right after that was bad. And Bad's another song that they played late in the show. And
2: it was and it was early. still wide out. Because great that was the... <laughs> but the, they had to get, they had to, like... Because they played an entire album. Right. right. So they had to, like... Like, space it out get a some in. Bit.
1: Right. So what was so funny, when Bad came on, it's... I knew immediately, I'm like, this is bad. And Greg, he just kept going, what is this? What is this? I'm like, Greg, it's bad. It's bad. He's like, w-, and you were just not hearing me at all. I was like, "Greg, I'm Greg, like, it's bad, it's bad." It's I bad. turned into and like I, squirrel. I, I turned over. I, I turned over to Jay ADD and Dan. Dog. I turned to Jay and Dan. I go, "It's bad. He's about to freak out. This is bad." And <laughs> you were not listening to me. It's on video. And you're just like, "What is this?
2: What is this?" I go,
0: "Greg, this is bad." You go, "Fuck, this is bad." Like,
2: <laughs> and then
4: I just I ran to the stage.
0: Like, well, just barrel.
4: I barrel bar- through like crowds. <laughs>
1: And, like, what's so funny, because normally I would just stay in place because I liked the spot we had. I was like, we got to go follow him for this we song. Gotta, we gotta we gotta have be to there. go be with him for
2: this song. And I just, I was plowing, plowing for people like a bulldozer. Just <laughs>
4: move, that is on get me, closer to this,
2: get me closer to the stage. All right. it's your uh, number 13. 13, off pop. Please. Wake up, dead man.
3: Ooh. I have no idea what that is It's
2: one of the
1: Is it the only song that says fuck in it? Yep On the album
3: Right yeah. On the album Yeah
1: Yeah In a fucked up world it is to Wake up
3: Okay my number 13 is I still <laughs> haven't found what I'm looking yeah, for was. Oh you wanna go? No we're good You wanna go?
0: Wake
2: up I don't have much to say It's a great song Wake
0: up dead man
3: my oh, name? I do have oh, one oh. little
2: I have I have one little piece Do it This ties back to uh, Kind of the deep dive thing mm-hmm. It was originally supposed to be on Zoropa Wake Up Dead Man was? Yep That kind of makes sense, actually they, It kind of flows with that they, album They data, waited and put opinion. it on pop But on the cover of Zoropa mm-hmm. You know the Zoropa cover? Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I want that tattoo
2: they have a uh, purple letters that spell "wake up." It says "wake oh, really? up D-E like in reference right. to the song, but they never put it on, on the, the album. On the album. Mm-hmm. But it's on, it's, the, funny. it's on the cover. It's actually, on, it's on the album art. It actually, makes a lot of sense, like because that song and Edge Edge wrote that whole song, even the lyrics. Oh, really? Most of the lyrics, mm-hmm. like Bono go, went in and finished it. It's kind of to funny. my point again, where Right, the edge like he architects. Oh yeah, all their songs, and then
3: Bono comes in and fine tunes that. Well, they all do. Mm -hmm.
1: But like, I feel like the edge like mixes everything together too. He does. He's so with it's so. This is why I can't believe you don't like the Night in '75. Like four members, four (laughs) members. Never, never compare. Hold on, hold on. Hear me out. Hear me out. Four members. Four members. The Edge and Bonner are best friends. Maddie and Georgie best friends. Georgie is totally fucking the Edge in the name of fucking the Edge? But like he's just like mixes everything I don't think... and he's like I'm not he's Does like Does the I... Edge know this? No, but he's like been open about like fucking saying stuff like I'm not happy with how like the song is. I'm not, it's not finished yet and like like it's weird. They have very they
3: have similar characteristics let's, yes let's,
1: like let's stick to list. strong similar characteristics okay like
3: okay very very strong all right all right my kay. number 13 is i still haven't found what i'm looking for uh
1: What's it's a little it higher, higher of mine a little higher of mine I haven't found. a little higher of mine huh?
2: that live especially when they when they break out the gospel mm-hmm
3: so uh, that actually is one of my favorites. I know Love it's a little it. higher on your list, but the live, ver- or not the live version, but when they are, is it a music video or is it just like a it's Rattle backstage and backstage The recorder? one they do ra- the gospel, Rattle and Hum. Yeah, when they're in Harlem. Yeah, that's yeah. Rattle and Hum. Yeah, when they that's have, so a, good. have they're in the church and they're all yeah. just like, Bottle's I, still, I believe
0: t- in anytime the Anytime
2: they play it live still, and he's like, it's a gospel song. Yeah. Yes. Still to this day.
1: The best, my Such favorite. Such a good version of My that song. favorite time ever seeing that song live was the 360 tour. So, the entire 360 tour, as much as I love the gospel version, my all time favorite is what, the 360 tour. And. Was it the 360 tour? It was the 360 tour. Wait, wait. <laughs> I don't know why. Three this For some true. reason I just thought I kept saying it over and over and then I kept saying it over and over so whatever. But anyway, on the 360 tour, they like let the crowd sing like the first
2: verse of the song. Like and it was fucking awesome. You know what you know what I hear about and I don't know this. I'm just saying when that happens, it's usually because they don't they lose their place with the lyrics or don't remember the lyrics or need a break so they let the crowd Take it? So I it's don't, like, like, the I crowd don't think it, it, it was that. I'm not saying it is. I'm just
1: because it's the entire tour they did it on. It was every single show. Okay, they did it
2: may have started with that, and then they were like, "Ooh, this is cool." Maybe.
3: So I did a little, a little, I did a little research on this song. 360 this like, tour. <laughs> on the 360 tour, uh, <laughs> but it, this is actually Bono um, finding faith, and then like also being like fuck faith. Like, you know, that's I, I still haven't found th- what yeah. I'm looking for basically the whole time. Um, is It's just being unhappy with his faith.
2: That's a ton of uh, Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. Right. Joshua Tree's big on that and just America.
3: Well, because I right. didn't know. I was asking Todd. I was like, are they religious in any like, way, Bolt shape, or... Because like, this sounds like a... This sounds like a... Very, like, I would go to church. Religious. I'd go to church and this is what I would hear. So I was, like, thing. telling you,
1: like, what you just said, it's about, like, America. Like, both the blue sky is, mm-hmm. like... Bono like in love with the idea of America, but also disagreeing with like a lot of their shit that they're doing in America. Bono
2: has a lot of songs on all their albums, way back to "Boy," questioning his faith and then rediscovering his faith, and always just questioning. It's it's on uh, your favorite album, the newest album,
3: "Songs of Experience,"
2: where and again to Harp where he had the death scare and it's like <laughs> you know
3: I'm, I'm not think what cause it's only like the eighth time we've mentioned it yeah great. but
2: it's it, it's still to this day at least the newest right. album you know God what are you what the hell are you doing for me right like he you questions his give me a big, you didn't give me a good enough voice God
3: It just it's just interesting
2: oh it's it's totally interesting I get what you're saying mm-hmm. Right, uh, that
3: was our 13th, so...
1: That was your third. Okay, yes. my number 13 It's off of Zuropa. Zuropa. Uh, I love this song, uh, Stay Far Away So Close.
2: What song are we on?
1: This is number 13, Stay Far Away So Close is my number 13. Uh, this was song. the song, Katie, that we were talking about earlier, and if you listen to the deep dives, you'll understand what I'm meaning by this, but uh, Stay was the one that they changed the lyrics in every city that they're
2: in, great song. It made my list.
0: London,
1: Belfast, St. Louis.
2: If I
0: could stay,
2: um, that's great song. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna do after this? I'm gonna listen to YouTube for two hours and drink. So I can watch wrestling, and then you'll just have headphones and watch listening. Yeah, to I'll put YouTube. my AirPods in.
1: That's what I said. Yeah. 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 But uh, stay far away. We've so been close. doing this
2: for over three hours.
1: Oh yeah, I know. So we have a deep dive coming out, and we're on twelve. That's why. I, that's why I suggested running through the songs at the beginning because I knew it would take this long.
2: I, I got nowhere to be. I don't got nowhere to be either. What's your number twelve, Greg? Number twelve. Another one off Octune, baby. I I might get this some disagreement on this. Not really. Maybe on the ranking probably lower on higher on todd's list baby 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 light my way let's move
1: on let's go to katie's uh katie,
2: katie what's your
1: number 12
3: my number 12 we've 12. also i put it at 12 <laughs> what we've also talked about my number 12 is mysterious ways
1: love it it's a good one love yep. that song
3: good one but we talked about it already so yep. go ahead
1: it's all right it's all right all right all right, all right. it's all right, all right, I'm going to get my link in. It's going to be all right. It's freaking cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Twelve. My number twelve. You know, my number twelve just makes me want to run. You know, I want to run. Where the Streets Have No Name is my number twelve.
3: Okay. I still didn't pick that one. You didn't pick that one. No, you're there's so, so you're many. You're so dumb.
1: I told you, Katie. Katie, I told you. Sh- so, fun fact for everybody listening: Katie was like, "I don't know if I could do 40 U2 songs." I go, Katie, I guarantee you that if you like h- listen to the songs and if you like pick, like, listen to me pick the songs or like whatever, you could pick. Easily for your songs. You'll probably go over. No, no, 40. no, no, no.
3: That was not my response. My response was I think I'll have a better quality top twenty than a top forty. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, whatever. well well the streets have no name. I mean we kicked off today's show with that song. I mean,
3: Oh wait, if, maybe I did pick that earlier. Yeah, that was my number twenty. Oh.
1: Ha! Huh. But um Streets in my opinion, if they could kick off every single show with "Streets," I would like that would be awesome. Like, I mean, you can't go wrong with that song. No, but it's it bets, like live at Dew Point. It's a classic. It's a Dew Point, or is it? Am I pronouncing yeah. that right? I think so. Because that's the first song they play there. Because that was when the uh, our what's the uh, New Year's Eve song? New Year's Day. No, like the actual like New Year's New Year's like
2: oh odd long thing
1: yeah they play that and, and then that. it goes into streets and it's just fucking awesome
2: yeah all right number eleven yep another Octune baby Acrobat
1: oh I finally play that song live
2: I finally play it live uh, I have a note about that it's funny you say that do it. So, it was rehearsed prior to the third leg of the Zoo TV tour.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Had never, had never been performed live until Experience Innocence Tour.
3: Really? Yeah.
2: Yep. Every other song from Octune Baby played live at least once.
3: Do you think they do that to fuck with you, or do you think they do that to, like... Both, because they I, yeah, I they want to be perfect
1: or something. It's both. a little bit both. Uh, it, that was a song that like got it's so much such fan traction song. of like we want this live, like we want this live, and when it finally happened, people, like it was like shared by people who even weren't YouTube fans on like social media. Oh, wow. they were like they actually played it. They finally
2: played it. Do you like, want to hear a cool quote? Yes. From Bono himself, yes. the man that wrote the lyrics. Yes. A song about your own hypocrisy Your own ability to change shape And take on the colors Of whatever environment you're in Like a chameleon And then the lyric I must be an acrobat To talk like this and act like that Mm -hmm. Love it Love it
3: That's so deep
2: Oh, so deep He's a deep dude Well, obviously He writes good tunes Mm
1: -hmm. He's a deep dude Deep dead What's your number eleven? My
3: number eleven is another popular song, uh, "With or Without You." That one actually makes me like want to cry when I hear it. I
2: love "With or Without You." It's a yeah. little higher on mine. Um, it's a great song, mm. and that's another. It's actually another deep lyrical. Yep,
3: just, it, just, it really just, gives me uh, chill. Just the main,
2: the main lyric. Or not? I can't live with or without you.
3: Makes me cry. Like, so,
2: think about
1: that. It's higher on my list. Um, but if we're talking about it now, um, it was one of those from the uh, the Apple Music interview that's now on YouTube. Um, this is one of the songs that was almost cut from Joshua Tree. It was like totally almost cut. And I, my, this is my favorite story off Joshua Tree. Is that like. They loved, like, the lyrics to the song, but they were like, we don't know how to fit this song. And yep. The Edge was like, all right, well, they were actually discussing cutting the al- cutting the song off the album. The producer and Bono were, like, discussing it. And The Edge apparently got so annoyed and fed up with the discussion, he was like, all right, let me go. It's like, let me just go blow off some steam. I just got this new guitar from my friend he made for me. I'm just going to go play it in the studio and you guys continue this conversation cuz Edge was kind of like upset it was going to get cut. So Edge takes the guitar into the studio, starts playing the this new guitar his friend made for him and the producer's like what's that? Like what's that what's that sound? Like what is that? He's like this is my new guitar a friend made for me it has like a it was like a reverb or like off the guitar and they're like okay he's like hold on hold on do that he's like do that rift when i tell you hold on took the josh or took the with or without you track plugged it in played it he's like okay do it he started playing it and bono and him were printing like there it is
3: (laughs) the missing that's with or
1: without you like i think that's just so cool it's like it was such on a chance like if the edge was if the edge never got annoyed about it being almost cut. But that's cut. where my
2: point is that The Edge like ar- architects these songs. Right. And then the other three...
1: Right. Well, it seemed like to me, Fitted. what I got out of that interview, yes. it seemed like The Edge didn't want it cut. And he was like, I like it. Like, let's not cut it. And then he went in there and did it. And the Bono and the producer were like, holy shit. Like, I will your say this. Riffed.
2: I like, will say this. As much as I like that song... Out of any song on that album, that'd probably be the one that I would cut to. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Not for me. Not after the uh, Paris uh, performance from
2: 1987.
1: Well, no one gets hurt at a YouTube concert. Yeah,
2: and I was gonna say, I'm talking just what strictly is this stuff, strictly album.
1: Tear gas. Thought we had enough tears, enough tears in this tears song. In this song. It's the best, with or without your ever. Oh, it gives ever. me goosebumps every time I hear it. Even though, so if you watch the actual version, you see Bono's face is so annoyed; he's just not into it anymore, and it's hilarious. Like, I
3: can't live with. And before that, he's like
1: all over the place, you. and then yeah,
3: he picks up after a minute, though.
1: He does. He gets back into it, right? But at the very beginning, he's like, oh,
2: like he's so pissed. I, I love that though. Hey, I was going to bring that up. Hmm? There's enough tears in this song.
1: It's my favorite version. Uh, what's it? My number 11? Yes. My number 11. Off All That You Can't Leave Behind. It's a beautiful day. Uh, and I love this song. I liked this song when it came out, but I love this song more. And this is where I said Greg was going to make fun of me. It's because WWE used it for Triple H's comeback when he got injured. But Triple H got injured, was out for almost a year, and on his comeback, they were hyping up, like, he's going to make his return. He's going to make his return. This is where it's kind of cool, Greg, where you might actually think it's cool. Um, oh, hear me out. So after September gonna... after September 11th, uh, obviously U2 was, like, huge, right? Um,
2: they were already huge.
1: Right. But, I mean, like, that album became bigger. Yes. Like, it would sold more records after September 11th. Um, yep. Triple H tore his quad in two thousand one in June, and didn't come back until January two thousand two. So, you two, you, or WWE uses it's a beautiful day to hype up. They're like hyping up his comeback. Like Triple H is returning on this day in January. They're returning on this day. Triple H returned at Madison Square Garden in in New York. Oh, nice. So it was kind of like. Oh WWE, you got fucking really fucking smart with Triple H's return here, and like hyped up his return, and it was still to this day one of the biggest crowd pops of all time in New York. And I think it was like something that New York really needed because again, at this time, it's January of two thousand two, right. so you're what four, four or five months removed from September eleventh, and it was kind of something, even if it's just wrestling. It was something that the city needed, like, needed to, like, get, like, hyped about or whatever. And I think WWE did it in the most perfect way possible.
2: Well, you 2 songs bring people together like right.
1: that. But Beautiful Day is just...
2: Love it. All right, top ten. Here we go. Here we go. All right, I got a little more for the top ten. Of course you do. <laughs> you want me to leave? No. What's your top ten? All ten of them? Yeah, ten. Number 10. Really? All that you can't leave behind. Just one. Oh. Number 10. Kite. Oh, I called Kite. it earlier on you and you said no. Kite.
1: What? Uh, earlier, you. I think uh, it was one of the songs off your, right when we started the top 20, <laughs> and you said All that You Can't Leave Behind. I said, Kite. Oh, yeah.
2: And you said no. Love this song. It, it almost made it higher on the list. Really? Love Kite. Kite's a great song. So kite honorable mention.
3: Uh, my number ten is the show. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Oh, I, I thought we were done. I'm sorry. I,
2: I have about ten minutes of talking.
3: Okay, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Speed up, faster.
3: Rewind.
2: Not really. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> wow. So kite's amazing. Kite's awesome. So, okay. Bono originally wrote the song f- when flew kites with his daughters. Doesn't know how to fly kite.
3: That's That's where his dad isn't
2: getting there. All
0: right.
2: Mowing my lawn, bro. So, he originally started writing the song because he went to fly kites with his daughter. Didn't go real well. And they went back, back home and played video games. Uh, kite didn't work. Nah. Then he started remembering, I used to fly kites with my dad. And then his dad was dying of cancer.
3: Oh.
2: And then... The Edge. That's name's Bob. Yeah, Bob Mm Hewson. So then the Edge kind of pointed out to him, like, hey, hey, Bono, mate.
3: Friend. Hey,
2: hey, buddy. Yes, the Edge? (laughs) (laughs) That's what Bono always I love it, too. He does do that. He does do that. He always says the Edge. Yes, the Edge. Not Edge. Yes, the Edge. Um, inside joke for any, like, big YouTube fan. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Bono always, literally always thought, like, he wrote it about his daughters. And then The Edge was like, you sure this... Is, I'm paraphrasing this big time, but... Right. you sure you're writing this about your daughters? And he was like, no, nah, it's about my dad. And it, and it turned out it was. <laughs> and then, uh... They played it live. Slang Castle. Literally, like, three hours after his dad died. And he dedicated it to him.
3: Oh, my God. Did mm-hmm. he cry? Probably.
2: Slang Castle performance, though, when he's
1: telling the story about his dad. Yeah. Pissed as farts um, going yeah. through the cities of yeah. Dublin. Yeah. But Sing pissed in, obviously, for those that are uneducated, pissed in Dublin means drunk. So they're pissed as farts. Yeah.
2: His as far as what? Drunk, it's, 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 it's an part It's an Irish yeah. saying, but it's also, if you check, it's Bono and The Edge's favorite song off the album. Yep, it's a great song. It is okay. a great song. It almost, almost made it higher, but I made it number ten. Yeah,
1: it's Kite's a great song. And right then
2: there. here's here's a cool little trivia fact. So when they were recording this, Bono was having voice issues mm-hmm. because of allergies. And then, uh, here, I'll quote him. From YouTube by YouTube, which I want to shout out. Awesome book. And I'm probably going to reread it when I get back mm-hmm. from Florida, just from all this. It makes me want to reread it. Bono, struggling with voice due to allergies, at a special moment while recording this. Recalls in the book U Two by U2 My voice returned at that moment when I sang I'm a man, I'm not a child, which you can hear it in your head. All right, I'm hearing He it right nails now. I mean it's one of those vocal man. Don't even try. Just I mean shadows
0: behind your eyes.
2: Everyone in the studio almost fell over. I went, Wow. It's like the blind man when the scales fall off his eyes. was almost comedic. Where'd that come from? I want more of that. I think I can have that note when I'm worthy of it. It's really bizarre. Because I've never sat down a piano or a guitar and come up with a note that high because it's too hard to hit. You would never write it, but I stepped into it. In ten years, there hadn't been a note like that hit in the U2 full voice. Oh, wow. And if you go back and listen to that song, he hits it. think fast. of that, mm-hmm. and it's like... Boom! It yeah.
3: just came from nowhere, and it just was nowhere.
2: It belts it, but it was. It's get that emotion in you. Yeah, definitely. Next.
3: All right, now I, now I can say my number ten. Yes. Um, we've already talked about it, uh, but The Showman. A lot of my number ten and up are gonna be from the, that's all like, right. the newer album. Yep.
2: Whatever feel- I mean, you have feelings for
3: whatever from it, so makes that, you that feel. Makes sense. I do.
2: That's what you two's all about.
3: Little
0: more better.
1: Uh my number ten is that City of Blinding Lights off of Hottest Man Atomic Bomb. City of Blinding Lights, I mean.
2: That's just a song It's such a good live song. And
1: as you said, Greg, it's their last big, 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 big song hit. for them.
2: Yeah. That's the last one. And the in a, song How long ago was that? 2005. Yeah.
3: It's been a while. 15 years. And
2: uh,
1: City of Blinding a, Lights. Wait, Katie, in a little while. You know what that song's in a You know what the song's about, Katie, right? No. It's about the first show they did in New York after 9/11. That is City of Blinding Lights. Oh, you look so beautiful tonight. Like that was like the first like was so taken aback of like how the crowd reacted to them and he was like you oh, you're so beautiful tonight oh, that's he crazy. said he said that like live like at the show like what was it like a month or two after 9-11 yeah. and he was like oh you're so beautiful tonight Man. and then
3: took those lyrics and made it oh, into a oh you look so beautiful
2: yeah tonight.
3: such
0: City a good planets. song such
2: a good song It is. alright number 9 number nine one of my favorites and it was hard to I couldn't decide where to place this but this is actually one from my first full U2 album pop when I really decided to become a fan Mm -hmm. saw him live staring at the sun you're not the only one love it Uh,
1: yeah you do like the sun I forget love
2: staring at the sun so when i was I was sixteen working i was working at a restaurant as a dishwasher mm-hmm. and then uh you know I moved up to like I made salads and stuff but i would uh the the other cooks that I worked with they would uh there was a there was a bar attached to the restaurant and I would go over with them after we got done working you know
0: right.
2: ten eleven o'clock and the general manager had no clue how old... He thought I was older than I was. So, I would just go over there with the other kitchen guys.
3: Mm-hmm. Get your beer and or we whatever. Would,
2: we would get pictures, and they would actually pay me money to see how fast I could chug a pitcher of beer through a straw.
3: Oh, my God.
2: And I always won. <laughs> um, but we had a, a jukebox. It was like an early version of Touchdowns. Right. And I would, I would play that song on repeat, like enough where... The general manager that didn't know I was 16 Would still come over and be like Stop playing the song
0: Because
2: oh I would literally just play that song Over and over and over <laughs> Loved it I do hate I shouldn't say hate But I don't like that when they play the song live now It's just acoustic mm-hmm. It's not,
3: it's not the
2: True To the album version That's how I feel about uh, Every Breaking Wave Yeah but that's a good song too. Mm-hmm. But it you're right. It's it loses a little bit cuz mm-hmm. I'm not a big I'm not a big just acoustic fan. Right. Right. Especially for like something like this.
3: I like the variety it brings, but like mm-hmm. I get if it's your favorite song and they don't play it live anymore the way you want it to be. It's like
1: one song acoustically that you two does that I fucking love. And I we'll get trying it. We'll get it into out, it but... cuz it's in my next few
2: songs. Okay. I have a few, like, trivia notes on this one. Okay, go ahead. I have a lot of things for the last ten, so... Uh, I have a vinyl quote on the song. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it nails a certain mood where you actually don't want to know the truth because lies are more comforting. And you think about that, and it's like... That's deep.
3: I mean, how often do you lie almost probably daily to make someone else feel better? That's
2: Every day. would you for Insane. you know, depending on what it is,
3: right?
2: Would you rather? White lies or would white you lies. rather know the truth or a lie to make it more comfortable? Well, I mean,
3: I would rather know the truth, but I white lie to people all the time. But same. even
2: I'm not talking like major truths, but right. oh, yeah, yeah a little white lies. Uh, I like wrestling. Here, you'll enjoy this one, Todd. The lines stuck together with God's glue. From that song, it's the title of a 90, 1991 album by Something Happens. Which is another Dublin group, who some thought would be the next U two, and they were, they were, the bands were friendly. Mm-hmm. So U two did it as a tribute, oh, like, cool. "Hey, Dublin band, we're going to shout you out in our mm-hmm. song." And it's a band you you never heard of, you'll never right? hear of them. Right, but like they're still like you know, hey, local local Irish music, cool, right. And this, there, another, another trivia. Okay. This ties back to the songs are never completed. Larry thought this could have been a huge hit if they had time to finish it properly. The album was rushed to, to meet deadlines.
1: Yeah. Pop was totally rushed, yeah. wasn't it?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So maybe they'll go back and revisit, or maybe that's why they played acoustic now.
2: Totally. Yeah. That's a good point good point
3: so like that's the way it made it on the album it's not and it, is why it, it, is. it and simplifies also, it also
1: that's why they never play any songs off pop live because they're just they're, I think all for Very them really. like we don't like it's it it's
2: such a good album it is uh, another point that we touched on they performed it live for the first time on the Pop Mart tour which was my first live show uh, in Las Vegas didn't go well So they restarted. Right. They didn't just say, you know, well, we'll keep going. Go through it. Mm -hmm. Nope. Stopped it. Start over. (sighs) Nailed it. And then I thought, I thought this part was cool. So the edge does a guitar distortion through a Leslie speaker cabinet. It's made for organs, but Jimmy Page and Eric Clapton experimented with it in the sixties and he picked that up and
3: was playing around with it. Played
2: around with it and that's the song. It's a great song.
3: It I'm is. sure I know what it is. I you
2: definitely know what it is. It's such know. a good song. It was really hard one. it was really hard for me to put that in number nine. Staring at oh really? The sun. Oh yeah. Love I love that, that song. song. Yep. Love that song. That's it. Go
3: um you're gonna love my next song and it is number nine, which I don't know if you'll love or not, is Bad. Especially the live A version, Katie. Wait, Katie, I don't
2: wait, know if you know, but I love that song. I know you wait, love that song. Talk wait, about it later. Yeah.
3: Okay. All
1: right. My number nine. My next three songs are off of the uh, Joshua Tree album. They're right in a row. This was actually that was not planned to have them in a row, but they are. I uh, almost
2: did the same thing. <laughs> my number it's probably the nine, same yeah, goddamn song.
1: Probably. My number nine. Um. Love this song and live from uh Dew Point. Uh, my that's my favorite version of this song, Running the Sand Still. Running the Standstill.
3: Oh my god, that's higher up on me. Alright, so well wait.
4: Well wait. Pause. What,
2: what's your number nine, Greg? No, I go to eight. You're, mm-hmm. you're last. I for, I forget <clears> what the situation. <throat> so I'm going I'm going back to No Line on the Horizon. A song that I don't think gets enough credit. It's called Magnificent.
1: Oh, I think it gets a lot of credit.
2: Uh, Not to me, it doesn't.
1: On U2X
3: Radio. I was
1: going to say, they play that song so much on U2X Radio. Yeah, from the band.
2: Yeah, because they they know how good of a song it it is. It's a great song. It's my number eight. The world does not give it enough credit.
1: I remember uh, the World Cup... Whenever that album came out, I guess 2010 World Cup, and Magnificent was played a
2: lot during that World Cup. You want to know a fun fact? What? Uh, It's played before the start of every New York York Rangers game, home game at Madison Square Garden. Really? Yep. That song? Yep. That surprises me. (coughs) New York loves their Irish. Oh, well, New York's a big
1: U2 city
2: like I feel like I didn't know they did. I saw that and I was mm-hmm. like that's cool. That is awesome. They play it before every home game. That's s- still to this day? That's not like old? I mean as of yesterday when I typed that. That's insane. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know I mean I, I mean I don't I didn't yeah, I
1: didn't. The Blues came out to so Where the Streets Have No Name uh, um like in I want to say 2009. So I was that was the year I'm like we made the playoffs again for the first time and like Six or five years I was Like right after we had that terrible drought Of not making the playoffs And then when "Weather Streets Have No Name was like our uh, Our walkout song I was like we're winning the fucking cup this year
2: I think I got that off Wikipedia which They're usually pretty up to date They're pretty things. verified Yeah but Vancouver, so take it what it is but Vancouver right. they, they at least did it for a time right Vancouver, I think they still do Montreal it. I think just came out to
1: uh so, streets also I I might be a Rangers fan now I know right I want it's
2: pretty awesome Well, they just got swept so well it's all right next there's always next year
3: when the when the real season can start Magnificent. Uh, is it my number eight number eight um so my number eight is probably a little unusual but it's when love's when Love Comes to Town with BB King. BB King. Yep. It's a
1: great song.
2: Great song. Yeah. Rattle, it's one of my favorites. Rattle and Hum. Love it.
3: That it. style of music, Gun. that like uh, New Orleans true. gritty yep. shit. It's all blues. Blues, yeah. No, that's. I didn't like it until I worked at Hammerstones and Soulard and if, then ever since well, then. I totally If New New they make Orleans. Back yeah. to the
1: Future 4, they should go back in time and be like, hey, this is your cousin, A.A. A. King.
3: Oh, you know that oh,
1: style oh. you're looking for? No. Nah, great
2: song. Yeah. Great Listen song.
1: Listen
3: to this. Number eight.
1: That was your number eight? Yep. Number eight, Joshua Tree. You see the stones set in your eyes? You see the thorns twisting your sides?
2: But will I wait for you? But will I wait for you? Did I pick that? With... Or without you. Yeah, I picked with or that. Without you. My number
1: eleven. was your number. Yeah, uh, with or without you. Um, we talked about it already, um, but still, it's the quintessential. I mean, a lot of people consider this to be the greatest U two song ever made. So,
3: I feel like you don't even have to like U two and you love this song.
1: Or, or I have heard people like when I was in high school. I remember parents being like, "I hate." With or Without You. And I'm like, why? And they're like, it was just so overplayed in the 80s.
2: That's so... Okay, and I mentioned that earlier when we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, where we were saying they were going to maybe leave it off the album. Mm-hmm. I get it. But that's where I'm at. Like, I love it. Great song. But you, Fun live.
1: You hear it all the time.
2: It's such an overplayed and like, cliche U2 song. Yeah, it is. It's... Yeah. I'm
1: not gonna lie though is one of my favorite uh, music videos of music it's a
2: great song the music the, the way the
1: sh- the cinematography is in that video for the 80s is just like
2: and it's it's another one of those cool. like you know it's a sad song
3: right oh it's totally a sad song
1: like the way they got like the water reflecting off Bono in that music video it's like that's pretty fucking cool like and it's not appreciated enough like sim- good cinematography is not appreciated enough. In my opinion, but anyway,
2: what's your number seven? Number seven, going back again to Octune, baby, because why the hell not? Awesome album. Uh, also, the name of a very controversial and underrated episode of Breaking Bad: The Fly. I was
3: gonna say The Fly. Uh, that's my.
2: That's honestly,
1: that's my favorite Breaking Bad that's episode. A good one. That's my all-time favorite Breaking Bad episode. It's great,
2: and it's the song and the show, mm-hmm. the episode have no similarities no. other than they're both <laughs> they're both very underrated. That's right. why I mentioned them together.
1: That is my all-time favorite Breaking Bad episode, though.
2: So the fly, uh, I think it was their first single off octoon baby where it was there coming out right of basically uh, you know what joshua tree's over uh we're a different band listen to this okay right
3: that's it that's all you got i'm good with that (laughs) i just keep i i have another
2: 15 minutes on that so
3: that song, the
2: first
1: time I heard that song was on the it's Vertigo. It's a great tune. The Vertigo uh, Chicago DVD. That's the first time I heard The Fly, and I was like, this song is fucking awesome. Like, that's my favorite version of that I do have
2: I, have I do have two little trivia points on it. Sorry. So, Bono describes the song's subject as a phone call from someone in hell who enjoys being there telling the person on the other end of the line that he has learned. Deep. McFisto. Like, like Katie says. It's Deep. Yes. Deep. It's where the phone call comes in. Hello? And then Adam Clayton mentioned at that time because they, they, they took a big chance making that the first single mm-hmm. because it was a totally different sound. At that time it was impossible to know whether U2 fans would follow Bono Down this particular path, so the song was a real leap of faith. The whole the whole track is a high energy sonic barrage, but with an angelic chorus. It's a classic example of U2 and Brian Eno interfacing, which he's one of their classic producers. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. it's it's a great song. It's number seven for me. So number 7 uh,
3: my number 7 is The Blackout which we've also already talked about. This is such a good song. Oh, but it's Blackout so It's off of Songs of Experience. But is it isn't it The Blackout that we don't like live?
1: No, no, no. My I thinking have a different no, no, no. one? The song that I don't like live th- there's On a, that album. There's one song by U2 that I do not like live and I like better on the album. And that's this is the first ever is American Soul is the only oh, one I I'm don't like of. live. I think the studio version is way better than the live version. It's yeah. the first song I've ever thought that, ever.
3: The blackout I really, really liked when we went and saw him live, but that was
2: oh, yeah. they, really
1: cool. Blackout's really awesome. Cool. Is
2: that the one where he was doing the megaphone? No, um, that was American Soul.
3: Yeah.
2: He did it for more than one though. Did he?
3: Yeah, they connect, don't they? I think.
2: No, get out
1: of your own way and American Soul Connect. Oh. I have to I have to go back and look. All right, so my number 7. Number 7. Uh This is the last song off the Joshua Tree album for my list. Um and it's I still I'm looking for. It's okay. My number 7. I mean, it's, it's I mean, Classic. it's just one of the greatest songs. Like you just can't go wrong with that.
3: Especially with the like what we said before, with that's a song, the, song that will the come church, on choir and right. everything.
1: But that's a song that will always come on, and you'll always like, yeah. like such a good song, great song.
2: Yeah, I mean it's literally a classic.
1: Yeah, classic. Mm-hmm.
2: If you think U two, that's one of the songs. you Exactly.
1: Exactly. Oh, for sure, without a doubt, that's like one of the songs that like those U
2: two's known for. Number six? Yep. I'm going to... Here. We'll, we'll we'll bridge it over. Back to the Joshua Tree. Running to stand still.
3: Oh, that's my... Can I say what number it is?
2: Well, I'm on we're six. In top, so. well, yeah,
3: we're in top six. No.
1: Is it is it higher?
3: Yes, it's higher. Okay. We'll wait, then, we'll wait for then you then. We'll
1: wait. we'll wait. We'll wait. All right. What's we'll your wait. next... What's your uh, number... It's uh, a great... My number 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 Katie, is Katie. Props. Yes. Way
2: to understand... You YouTube. too.
1: It's such like, a good song. So can we? Can I just say something? Yeah. Running the Still is in all three of our top tens. Is it? Yeah. It's a great song.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, my number six is one, which we've already right. also talked about. Right. So.
1: Right. We'll go to me. Uh, My number six. My number six. Uh, I mean, love this fucking song. Off Octon Baby. Trying to throw your arms around the world.
2: I'm trying to throw oh, your arms. Oh, such a good one. Mm-hmm. Woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. And trying to throw your arms <laughs> around it was just the
1: world. And it was just recently, like in the last month, that I heard the demo. I, I guess you call it the demo, or is it a B-side to it? It's probably a demo. The baby version of trying to throw your arms around yep. the world. Um, baby,
2: you're trying to throw your holy arms around the world. Holy
1: shit. That Did I send you that? So No, I sent you that. I was like, have you... Nobody listened to this? And you said, I just heard this the other day. This is great. Yeah, so I was
2: wondering if I sent that to you.
1: Oh, my God. Like, that version... I was like, this should be the real version. The lyrics in that song... That's where Bono laughs, like, in the song. It's so good. Yeah. It's clever. But just the way the edge... On the B side the demo of that, I'm tying that into my number six. The both versions of the song's my number six. Um, the way the edge harmonizes with Bono on that sounds like kind of like a I don't know if I'm going for it here, like a fifties song in a way. Like the way the harmonizing is done in that in the demo version
3: is it's old school. It's, it's kind very of what you're old at. school,
1: very old school. And then you have just try and throw your arms around the world, which is just like the live version of those songs, where Bono brings up like a woman every night and like sprays champagne. Like it's just like. It's just such a feel-good, like, song. Like, I don't even know how to put it. Like, especially the live, like, part.
3: You just have to experience it, <laughs> I feel like. Songs of experience. Songs of experience. <clears throat> yep.
2: but number number six, trying Two to throw your arms around the world. What's
1: your number five?
2: Number five. Songs of experience. <laughs>
3: Not on mine actually
2: The Little Things That Give You Away
3: Oh oh my god how did I forget that one I don't know <gasps> Maybe
2: the best song on that album
3: Oh now I feel like I Disagree
1: but <clears throat> it's an honorable mention of mine oh,
3: that hurts my heart Little things
2: give...
3: That one makes me cry too So
2: Bono wrote that song to himself
3: About little things giving him away <clears throat> do The you learn?
2: words you cannot say Yeah I want to know I Do you want know to know more Katie he did a Rolling Stone interview. Okay. Discuss this song. Okay. He admitted he didn't realize until too late that he was writing this to himself. And he explained, In all these advice type songs, you are of course preaching what you need to hear. In that sense, they're all written to the singer. The best songs for me are often arguments with yourself or arguments with some other version of yourself. Which... Okay. That's great right total makes total sense then he goes on to say even singing our song one which which was half fiction which that ties back to other conversations we had I've had this ongoing fight in little things innocence challenges experience hence the album titles mm-hmm. Todd farted. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you on the stairs you didn't notice I was there that's cause you were busy talking at me not to me you are high above the storm a hurricane being born but this freedom just might cost you your liberty at the end of the song experience breaks down and admits his deepest fears having been called out on it by his younger braver bolder self which ties back to my I love Kakibana <laughs> but this is the anti-Kakibana
3: this is the realizing he's Kakibana and being like oh fuck
2: not so much oh fuck just
3: just realizing I was
2: him. and I was and that's that that's who I was right kind of deal with it but yeah I get it
4: right
3: Man, I can't believe I didn't put that song on my it's top It's such a good or top song, 20.
2: and it's got that—it's got that slow plays like Fixie. It's got that slow, like like slow build-up. yeah, and then it just the edge, and Adam and Larry come in and just
1: how that song was home wasn't. I don't, more live wasn't shows? Like, I don't know how that wasn't like.
2: I don't know how that wasn't like a single, right? It's such a good song. He
1: played. They played that on a Jimmy Kimmel episode be- well before they l- released that that's, song. That's
2: my number five. And it was, like,
3: well-received. I
2: love that. It's one of the most underrated U2 songs ever. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm really mad at myself that I didn't put it on my way list.
2: To, way to go. Noob. All right, what's your next song? Uh,
3: my next song is number five, Pride in the Name of Love, which we already talked about, which I'm now questioning putting on my top five, <laughs> even though I fucking love that song.
1: I told you you could have done this.
3: I could have, but it, it just wouldn't have been as meaningful. Yeah, the top 20 at least is a little bit of a challenge.
2: Right. No, you're doing good.
3: Yeah.
2: And we're having a good conversation. Yeah. Yep.
3: No, I just really should have put the little things to give you away. Right. In my top 20. Yeah.
2: Well, should've, should've you, well. You, you, you can't be me.
3: I'm not perfect like you. No,
2: you're not. <laughs> you can try. You'll never get there, but... <clears throat> <laughs> You can inch closer every day. It's
3: a little thing. Every
2: day.
1: (laughs) All right. All right, my number five is surprisingly a B-side. Nice. But it's a huge popular U2 song. Um,
0: Oh, whoa.
3: (gasps) No, you can't talk about it.
0: The sweetest thing.
3: Fuck both of you. All
0: right, well, wait. Right. It's
3: higher up on my list
2: Right What's your number four then, Greg? Number four I'm going again Back to pop Underrated album And I have I have I
3: Spit it out
2: I took two songs off My top ten Off this album Love the album Please But Number four Please Called it Called that Please Get
0: up from your
2: knees now. It's such a good song. It
1: is. It's probably it's, okay. it's, it's
2: all about Northern Ireland politics. Mm-hmm.
1: That's okay. It's probably their darkest like song.
2: It's like, so good. But there was so much going on when they wrote right. that. I'm not gonna get into it because it'll be thirty minutes. <laughs> uh, look it up, read into it. Uh the one thing I will say, John Hume. Uh he just died, passed away. Bono I think gave the eulogy. Little literally just like 3 days ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Um look all that up.
4: All right.
2: We're on time constraint, so.
3: Okay, uh, so are we done? Okay. Uh my number 4, right? It's fucking <laughs> My number. <laughs>
2: we got to watch
1: wrestling. Dynamite was on that bro.
3: My number four, right? That's it's, what we're it's
1: on? It's 1.19 a.m. I'm going to watch Shut Two Hours up. Dynamite.
3: Sorry. Running to Stand Still, which I made you guys not talk about. Yes,
2: okay. that's my Love number that four. Song. That's your number four? Yes. Love that song. Mike?
3: It's my number four. All right, there you
1: go. I mean, Running to Stand Still. Live at point. That, that is the best version of that song.
3: I get chills. I cry a little bit.
1: Do you pee a little?
3: Sometimes of, if it's you know,
1: live, yeah. running the standstill. So the song is about uh, a friend of theirs doing heroin, isn't it? They have yes, they have a lot of. Um, so uh, there's a YouTube like interview that the Edge was doing with somebody, and the Edge is like showing this guy like how his how he does his guitar stuff. He's pressing the pedals, and it's like he's like, see, it's just a loop right here. And this is a loop and it's just going around and the best part about it is I can just play over the loop. And then he's like Didn't even mean to do it. Like but the loop, like the whatever like guitar, like riff he was playing just sounded like running the standstill and he's like, You know what? This sounds like one of our songs. I'm just gonna play it over it. And he yeah. starts playing over it and it's running the standstill and the Edge just sings it. I'm like, fuck, I kinda like the Edge's version better than like the regular version like
3: well what I said to you which you already mentioned on the podcast like two hours ago is that U2 is lucky in the fact that they have two lead singers they have Bono who is obviously the lead singer but the Edge is not like a backup singer the Edge is like a fucking could have been the lead singer of a band with the quality of his voice like he's he's not backup singer quality he is like he's
1: like Amazing voice quality, yes. like yeah.
3: So it's like the you, you two just got really lucky with their talent. They're it's talented. Like, it's like Bono had the personality and shit that I don't know if the Edge could have pulled out, but vocalist wise, like he didn't have back. There's not backup singers in you two. There. I was either. pissed
1: I didn't pick numb. I forgot about numb, which pisses me off.
2: Oh, that one's great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 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 a. Running to Stand Still It's a U2 heroin song They have a few of them Mm -hmm. Uh, So there was like a huge uh, Heroin problem Right In the 70s, 80s I think the 80s In Ireland
3: Oh really? And that's
2: a lot of what this song's about
3: What was the And they had the the,
2: uh, Oh, duh, never mind The Balamin Flats Mm -hmm. In Dublin Which, the line in the song, I see seven towers, but I only see one way out. Mm -hmm.
3: And that's, that was,
2: that's, well, I mean, the last, that's where all the, like, heroin
3: addicts would go. Yeah, because
2: it was, it was almost like projects, like, Mm -hmm. not projects, I shouldn't say, but, but it was, like
3: dilapidated buildings. They, they,
2: they, they they made all these people, and they, they make (laughs) reference to that in a few other songs. But this is the one they kind of called out by name, or at least by visual.
3: Where people would go and just get high. They didn't. Well, just, I mean, they didn't just they go there. there. They were
2: like kind of forced to move there. Yeah. Right. They were relocated. And
1: right. And how blunt the last two like lines of the song are too. Like um, she suffered the needles' chill. She's running the standstill. Like.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like these, these apartments didn't do anything to help the heroin epidemic. They, they kind of made it worse.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, poor maintenance, lack of facilities for children, transient tendencies, other factors caused social condition, conditions, communal ties to break down in the flats. The place began to stink of urine and vomit. Glue sniffers and used needles were common sights and then some of their friends their good friends live there struggle with drugs yeah and that's that's when Bono started uh, developing his social consciousness right so that that song huge. it was my number 6 it's and that's a it's my pretty big deal nine. for you it's, it's, you didn't
3: really pick big songs no either.
2: it's a very if you listen to it and understand it's I, a it's a that before.
1: If you listen to the lyrics of running and Stand Still, it's it's like a standstill it's a powerful like, song yeah.
2: mm-hmm. powerful song is just like it's one of those Ireland is shit and we need to fix it well, and there's problems they have mm-hmm. another song
1: that's um about heroin too I'm not mistaken they it's, they have a few i think it's Greg's all time favorite song bad which,
2: about uh, yeah, Also, Moment of Surrender. Leeway,
1: my number four,
2: is Bad. <laughs> great song. Yeah. Is, your,
3: is it higher up on your list at all? It's not on
2: my list. Okay,
1: but it, it's, That it's, would be his number one.
3: I, I figured.
1: Yeah, yeah. Bad, be his number bad one. is great. Bad, I mean. Just, bad is good. Yeah. Bad is good. I mean, I mean listen bad? to Bad, that song's about, so bad, bro. Think about the <laughs> lyric, I'm wide awake. But I'm not sleeping Oh no uh, Fun fact, the screenplay that I wrote That I'm re- very, 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 very Proud of is called Wide Awake But Sleeping Obviously I wonder where I got the uh, idea from mm-hmm. Uh, bad Yep,
2: uh, correct Did you, uh How much heroin did you try when you wrote that screenplay? None Ooh you might want to try just a little. It's about dreaming. It's actually about dreams. Yeah, you I wanted a cool, like, there's title. Nothing, there's nothing better than heroin dreams.
1: That's why I said oh awake, oh sleep- God, wide but awake but sleep Wide awake awake but sleeping. See, I reversed it. It's actually, you think you're awake in your dreams. Okay. Quit
2: plugging your screenplay.
1: Cheap <laughs> you plug. That's what I do. <laughs>
2: Let's go blues. All right, what's your uh, number three? Number three. Top three. Here we go. Number top three. three. Here, Here we are. go. So, this one, I love. Love. I had a hard time deciding between the top five. Mm-hmm. This is actually a B side from Octune Baby. Going back to Octune Baby.
1: was thinking. You're thinking. Satellite of Love. That's a cover.
2: Nope. Lead. Salome.
1: Oh, fuck. He totally told us this like two weeks ago. This was going to
2: be his song. One of their greatest songs that nobody knows. I don't know if I know it. So yeah, there's some do. cool history we, to this. He played it for us.
0: Oh.
2: It's so good. So, they were uh, finishing up Octune Baby. And somebody, this was back, whatever year, 93... Accent baby, yeah, 91. 91. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it got it got hacked. They got leaked, leaked, which is at that time was crazy. Right. But somebody put out a bootleg of these tapes right. on on CD and cassette too. I guess <laughs> at that time, uh, with all uh like studio
3: recordings, recordings yeah. like
2: nothing done. Yeah. And that was the first song on it, and that's what they named the bootleg. and you two was pissed.
3: I'd be pissed too. They were
2: pissed, <laughs> but it's it's all about uh, it's again, tying back to the religious thing it's it's all about uh King Herod mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he had a dancer, and that was her name. And it's all about her and their story, and you can look that up. All right. But it was, it was actually came out as the B side, even better than a real thing, which was spoiler alert, number forty on my list. Right. So we're tying it all back together. It all makes sense. Great song though. Great song. It is a good song. That really nobody, the song. nobody, except for. Like, if you're in the know with U2, but that's not the point. The point is, if you if you don't really know U2 and you're listening to this, check out some of these songs. Mm-hmm. That is a very unknown, just awesome song. It'll make you shake your ass. <laughs>
3: uh, my number three is what was one of your previous ones, The Sweetest Thing. So, another B-side. Oh,
0: Sweetest thing. Yeah, so
3: that's my number three. Good
0: song. I Thank think
3: the I know, think the background song. makes me like it even more. About him putting it out for his wife, kind of thing. Because
1: mm-hmm. he forgot his wife's birthday.
3: Well, that's you know, yeah, fucked up. Bono but, done fucked up. But he made it up to her at least, like he did. She,
2: you know. so, she actually, she owns the rights to that song. Right, yep. that's
3: why I think it's also so. Beautiful. Like he
2: literally gave her that
1: song. Yeah, right. What's so, when I, earlier in the podcast, I was talking about Mysterious Ways was a song. that I was like, holy shit, is you two. Mm-hmm. Sweetest Thing was the one that I was like, holy fuck. Like,
3: like, I loved it song. Like,
1: yeah, I'm like, I it's like this, one of my favorite songs, like, ever. was like, love this
3: song. It's a really, I like the music video, too.
4: The music video is great.
3: Yeah, it's because it's just him basically with, like, a GoPro, but not GoPro, time, because... Yeah just like a portable camera mm-hmm. so. yeah that's my number three uh, my number one two and one i'm having to are they off of songs of experience for you
1: uh my number three is off of songs of experience which you know what i'm not gonna say i'm just gonna wait i'm just gonna Cause wait cause you think i think it's on my number one i and think two? it's your number one I think it might so be number one. uh i'm gonna skip my number three for now
2: Greg, you can go ahead with your uh, number two. Number two, I feel like I should set this one up before I actually say the song.
3: Lay it out there.
2: Because there's a really awesome story behind it. Okay. It's kind of a long story. If we, I'll, I'll try to... <laughs> Todd wants to watch wrestling. I don't care. Go ahead. So... Yep. Oh, wait. What? Yep. Just. Oh, five minutes? Mm-hmm. Okay, I can do this in five minutes. But do we have to stop? <laughs> yeah, for for good or just to no? Next? Yeah,
3: just go great.
2: Ignore like, it's a normal thing. Can we just stop now and then start?
1: <laughs> On go.
2: Where where do we leave off? Should I start over with the? Yeah, it's your it's your pick. Number two. Number two. Okay, so I wanna I wanna give the story, give the background. Right. I don't know how the production works I don't either So It's off the Joshua Tree Okay Uh, Probably the most meaningful track Very very personal You already know What I'm talking about But the listeners may, may not So There was a guy A New Zealander oh, yeah. By the name of Greg Carroll is your number two? Number two. I forgot. Number Fuck, I forgot number to two. This song I know you guys wish you had my list.
1: No, I just I love the this song.
2: This was a,
1: a CW show too.
2: So, uh, Greg Carroll, you two, the band, they met him in Auckland during their unforgettable Fire Tour in '84. Mm-hmm. Uh, he became really good friends with Bono and eventually became a roadie mm-hmm. for the group. Right? Sweet. So they uh, they became friends. I'm skipping over a second, give me a second. My notes are a little jumbled. Lost my place. Here we go. So they met in eighty four. For the unforgettable Fire Tour. you 2 took a 24-hour flight to Auckland in New Zealand. And Bono basically had jet lag. Couldn't adjust to the time zones. Was, like, wide awake. Huh, get it.
1: <laughs> He's not
2: sleeping. Left his hotel room, like, after midnight. And went with Greg. And uh, met some people and showed him around the city. He died in a motorcycle accident in '86. So Bono wrote the song in memory of him. Because okay. one of the one of the places one Tree Hill. that they went to was One Tree Hill. Hmm?
3: Oh, really? That show is named after the song?
2: No, no. Oh. <laughs> no. I was
1: joking. I was joking when I said it was a show on CW.
2: No, I don't. I don't know anything about that show. Yeah, neither do I. Except the name of the show maybe it's tied together maybe maybe it's part of New Zealand I don't know <laughs> I was always kind of curious about that the showrunner just really liked you too so anyway the cool part is well the bad part is uh, this guy he was young motorcycle accident took his life terrible but he became good friends in a few years mm-hmm. you know they they only knew each other two or three years, but the band kind of took him in and you know let him tour with them, and he was a roadie, set it all up, and yeah, he died. Uh, they wrote the song, they recorded it in one take because Bono couldn't do another take of it.
3: So what's the song? Where did it? it like, one Tree Hill. 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 Oh, One Tree Hill. Have I heard that one?
2: You've heard it. But listen to it knowing that story now.
3: Okay.
2: Especially the last minute. It's the most raw, emotional, just...
3: Like gut puncher?
2: Yes. And Bono could not... He nailed it. But they were like, let's...
1: Let's do it again.
2: Let's try it again just to see what we get. And he he literally physically and emotionally could not do it.
3: That's probably what he like was like I only have to do it one time if I can just do it. And he it. nailed
2: it and that's on the album.
3: I want to hear it now. And it's
2: so good. It is good. And we got to hear it when they played Joshua Tree. I don't even know they
1: they played it again at the 360 tour too. Well, that was
2: before the Joshua Tree thing. I
1: know, but like the I'm just saying like
2: but it's it's amazing live. But there's nothing that's ever gonna beat the original recording, right? Because that was it.
3: Because it was right. so close to that time of
2: it was right morning af- and all of it that. It was right after he died, right? And he did one take.
3: That's fucking awesome, though. Listen to yeah, yeah. the song, knowing that's that how story. you know it's a true fucking artist. Like, because they, you know, they come, they write from their soul, it's, and they write from their heart, and it's like when you sing it from that, it's right. Yeah. So I, I I challenge
2: all of you to listen to that song from the album The Joshua Tree and just especially that last minute right, where he really just he's almost screaming. So
3: he just wants it out. Screaming.
2: It That's my number Again, two.
1: Again, I'm doing what I did earlier. I just have Red Hill Mining sound in my head and I can't hear One Tree Hill for some reason at all. <laughs>
3: Uh, my number two is also off of Songs of Experience, uh, Get Out of Your Own Way. I
2: knew that was going to be Get
1: out of your own way. That should be Get Out of Your Own Way and uh, American Soul should be your number two. It's a good song. It's, the same it's one. A great It's album. like what he said earlier. It's like cheating, but they have to go together. They have to go together. Damn. Kendrick Lamar just they pieces do. it together. They,
2: they run into each other. right?
3: Greg, this might ruin it for you, but Songs of Experience was when I met Todd. It's love, oh, I, it's our love story. I, oh,
2: I know. I I have. I actually have a song about you. Oh, dear. For you too.
3: I don't even know. If it I'm didn't make ask. the
2: list. <laughs> I thought about Maybe it. Maybe
3: we'll talk about it later. I thought about it. Okay. It's
2: the first. It was the first night I met you. Oh. It was a song for you.
3: When when you didn't tell me that you were you. Yeah, but
2: then we were talking about that album. Yeah. Because it just came out, and you were complaining about the lyrics. Oh, which one? Boy. Yeah, now
3: I now I have to know.
2: it's probably your number 1. You tell me because it's
3: Oh, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. We'll get to that and just around. It's her, it's I know exactly one. what you're talking about. I
2: have about certain now. songs remind, my number 3 that remind me of certain people and mm-hmm. that song always makes me think of you. It's, it's the I hope night. it's a song that like It's the night I that's
1: perfect then. It is. Uh, my number 2 uh, this is a song that if I ever When I want to become a professional wrestler This was a song I always wish Was my theme song and I still to this day I think it's the most badass U2 song ever made It's the most badass uh, but it's number two? Yep But it's not my favorite Just because it's the most badass I don't think it's my favorite I'm, I'm just asking Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me Okay. Is It's a good one I always wish that was my uh, wrestler's theme song. They changed the game with that one. They did. Like, and I think that's the hard. In my opinion, you said the hardest that they go is on what song? Huh? You said the hardest. Oh, Exit. You said the hardest that the you 2 goes is Exit. I Oh, think- they. I think this song might be harder, in a way. Depends on, like. It depends on their mood. Like, the Mexico City, like, live version of it, like Bono.
0: Fuck this!
1: Dude, yeah. Oh my god. Amazing. Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me though. It's like... It's again, a great
2: live tune and that's a great version of it.
1: And it's like, if I didn't hear that song, maybe I wouldn't be a U2 fan. But I'm also like... If I erase the beginning of me being a U2 fan, like, and i Then I go see him at Virgo Tour, it'll probably still be the same. But... That song, I mean... The, uh, the that Batman, was that was the your, Batman song.
2: That was your intro. That's the
1: Batman song. It's my knew, intro. You knew
2: they were on the map. Yeah. That's my number two. All right. My all right, number one, Greg. Number one. Which, you, number one, even though it's so, really bad. It's really bad. Can, you're still my thunder. I'm just saying. Right. So, I obviously... Because, first of all, my real number one song is bad. Right. My favorite album is The Unforgettable Fire. So, my other almost favorite song is the title track from that album. Okay. From what? The Unforgettable Fire. Unforgettable Fire? Yes. That's your number one? That's my number one for this list. Welcome back! It's such.
3: Oh, is that is that it? Yeah. Oh, I like that song it's a lot. It's
2: such a good song. It is good. It's so. It and is it's, it's actually. It's, it's
1: like highly underrated. It's honestly in my one opinion. of
2: the most underrated U two songs. And it's that like should it should have blown up. It's all based off of an ex- an art exhibit that they saw in Chicago. Oh really? Uh, yeah.
3: Just one art exhibit.
2: One. Well, here's the funny part. So they were they were at a uh, uh, I don't know if I have the Chicago P- the sorry the Chicago
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Chicago Peace Museum. Okay. So they went there and they saw a couple exhibits. One was named the Unforgettable Fire. It was all about uh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima bombings. Mm-hmm. That's what this song's about. That's what inspired. Oh it. shit! Really? Yes, they have a fascination with atomic bombs and war, and we, we know this. How say
1: atomic bombs. Here,
2: here's the fun. Here's the fun part. The other exhibit they saw at that same show inspired which song? Say that again. They have one other song, huge song that was inspired by what? An exhibit at the same trip.
3: My guess is where to go.
2: No, way before that. So I'm found looking for it. Beautiful day. Pride.
1: Oh. Oh. That was way yeah. off. Duh.
2: That's a off. duh moment for me. Yeah. Duh. So. The Unforgettable Fire. The album. And the song, some of the greatest music you will ever hear in your life. The end.
3: Mic drop.
2: Your number one, my, Katie. My number
3: one. Is
1: my number three.
3: Really? Oh, yeah. And my number one, I think, is the one that Greg thinks of me. So it's uh, You're the Best Thing About Me.
2: You're the Best Thing About Me. The, Sing it. Uh,
3: the Best Thing That Ever Happened to Boy.
2: And you bitched all it's night. It so still
3: irritates me a you little bitched bit. Bitched but It's all my night. number it's one. Me. Okay, you're, you're, you're like, one. why
2: does he say you're the boy, not a boy?
3: Just put a, but okay. In That's my God first
2: memory. memory of you. In the, the music video, video. it makes me think, you think you, know, that, me. that. song makes me think yeah. of you every time. So I hear fun facts.
1: So what I was gonna say. This is my. So you're the best thing about me is my number three, which okay. we skipped over. Yes. Um, you're the best thing about me. Obviously, I might have. S- Sentimental reasons why I like that song. Um, other than that, live version of the song they do acoustically, and the one that they did that the we talked about earlier, the guy that pieces together the U2 concerts.
2: Yep. The version. Way to that, shot him out with his name. I don't know his name. Look it up. All right. Well, I not now. Days. I mean, like I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Shot him out sometime. It's because he,
1: he needs he, you. Actually, you know, I to shout him out cause he's like cool as shit actually for like cause if it wasn't for him I wouldn't know this version but this version is so well done like I like got almost emotional like watching it cause I was like holy shit like this song like this version is so well done with the edge when the edge comes in like Bono sings the whole song obviously but when the edge comes in with the like I can't see oh so clearly, like that whole part no, it's like, beautiful. it's amazing but when he does it live in that version it's just so much better
3: I also want to clarify in the music video it, the lyrics are the best thing that happened to boy but in the actual lyrics they do say a boy so I'm not sure why the music video fucks up so I just say a boy when I sing it Purposely, It's... It happens to a
1: boy. So the guy shot out Pablo uh, Vetteri. Vetri Spell Ape? it. Spell
2: that it. That sounds right. Yeah, this guy... I've watched some of his videos. That sounds I right. I mean, this guy
1: is the... I mean, you want to talk about... Oh, no. If,
2: if you're... Diehard U2 fan. If you're in the in, in the inner circle of Diehard U2, and I'm on the outer circle of that, but I follow some people. Yeah.
1: Paolo. Yeah. I think you
2: This guy... He or amazing vetery.
1: What's all the last name? Uh V-E-T-I, V E T I or V E T R I. V Paolo Vetri. Vettri. Paulo Vetri. I mean this guy He like And this is in uh it's how almost, you that country. It's almost like professional in in
2: quality.
3: S- Saitama? Say yeah.
1: Saitama? Saitama, I mean. Was the, from the Joshua tree tour of last year 2019 and that version of you're the best thing about me uh, from that show in particular is my favorite version ever of that song and obviously that's our song so I have Apparently to pick it at it's three. our song wait a minute it's
3: our song <laughs> it's it's all three of us
2: it would have been like it's so three. funny you guys picked that and that's what I tell. Think of anytime it comes on, I tell Trisha like, <laughs> "This is the first night I met Katie." The song.
3: God, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother podcast. It's funny. Is funny it is
2: song. funny that like I relate the song,
1: everything. But, like the that's song, that's so, that's you know? so perfect and funny that that's it the song perfect. that he thinks about you of. Um. So my number one. My number one. Uh, Greg called it f- like an hour ago. Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet, Light My Way, off Acton, Baby. That's my number one. Always will be my number one. I know
2: you, Todd
4: <laughs>
2: I know you. Bad. Um, nope. That was not my number those one.
1: Were, you said you are changing it, so that doesn't count. I didn't change it.
3: Oh, my God. Shut on up. On
1: record, what was my song? Oh, I mean, Unforgettable Fire. Yeah. But if you're going by True, 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 Greg, Bad's number one.
2: Nope. Unforgettable Fire. It's on the list.
3: True, 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 Greg.
2: But There's violet. no such thing as true, 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 true. Ultraviolet light my way. I have right. so many layers, I'm like an onion. Ultraviolet light my way. Baby, baby, baby. It's a so great song. That's, Especially
1: live. So that was the deep dive. That was the song of the deep dive that I took after the Vertigo tour. That was the song where I was like, Oh, I fucking love this song. And a little help to click. Because when I saw click... Adam Sandler movie. Yep, I was like, "Sounds like Bono,"
3: and it's fine. and it
2: was. It doesn't help. It's on one of the best albums ever, right? But that was still my deep dive. It's, and one, of then, those, it's one of those two albums where it's not a bad song,
1: but and also to my credit, they never played that song live. And then the no. three hundred and sixty tour, they like were like, "We're playing this song. And This <laughs> is our resurrection song." Yeah. Like And then they like they play it all the time now, though. They play it all the time
2: now, and it's like they never used to. Because it's a great song. Yeah. And it's a fan favorite. Yeah.
3: They had to figure out how they wanted to do it first. That's it. They, they have they let it marinate a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
2: they finished it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They perfected it. it is
1: a little different live. And I love the one line that Bono did on the 360 tour, which I don't think he does anymore. I think he just did it for that one tour. But, like, it was like... Your love is like a podcast; it gets passed around. I'm like, oh, that's so relevant
2: now.
4: I do like,
3: podcasts.
2: Well, he's clever like that, right? But your love is like a secret; it gets passed around. He's very hip on pop culture. Mm-hmm.
3: He's a cool dad.
2: Oh, you think? Yeah, I wish he was my dad. <laughs> well, anyway, I, w- I wouldn't be here right now. No, I'd be in France or some.
3: You mean you'd be part of Inhaler? No. You wouldn't Uh, be like the
2: I'd be like their manager.
3: Yeah, see? Yeah. part of it. That'd be cool. Be like this is my this is my son who's not talented. Like, hey
2: Bono (laughs) Junior and I call him BJ, of
3: course. (laughs) Then be like, this is this is my talented son, Bono Junior, and then this is Greg. He runs he he runs (gasps) the beer. It's like Donald
2: Trump Junior and Eric. (laughs) <laughs> it's like uh what's and step what what's step brothers is Derek and uh what's what's the other boy's oh, name? Oh
3: what is it? Derek and What's,
2: what's Will Ferrell's John C. Rattley
3: <sighs> No, he's Derek. No,
2: Will Ferrell
4: Oh,
1: what's Adam his name in the
4: movie?
2: Derek, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is I don't know. Oh
0: fuck. Brennan. Brennan. Bren, yeah. Brennan
2: and Dale. Brennan and Dale. Yeah. <laughs> no, Brennan and Derek. No, Derek is Adam Scott. That's what right. I'm saying. Yeah. So Derek is Bono's.
3: Bono real Jr. DJ. Yeah, I'd,
2: yeah. I'd be Brennan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> your voice is a mix of Fergie and Jesus. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Prestige worldwide.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking Catalina Y mixer. Yep. Yeah. Adam right. Scott.
2: Uh, well, that's,
1: well, that was your top 40 U2 songs. What we a, did it. What a we ride. We got through it. We, uh, that only took six hours. Fun fact. It took literally uh, it's, six it's hours. It's almost 2 a.m. Um, we started
2: at nine. That was five hours. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to edit
1: this episode. Minus uh, breaks. Quick. Minus but they were quick. Breaks. Yeah. Anybody have one thing they want to shout out?
3: Uh, I just lost it in my brain. Um, Shout out to Greg Bono's. Um, Unclaimed (laughs) son.
2: Who is that legal?
3: Yeah. Okay. I'm shouting you out. No, I
2: just, you know what? I want to, I want to take a minute. Let's get real for a second. (laughs) Can you hurry up so I can watch Dynamite? I just wanna, I want to thank, I want to thank Paul Houston. Bottom. I want to thank Dave Evans. The Edge. I want to thank Adam Clayton. Adam Clayton. I want to thank Larry Mullen Jr. Larry Mullen Jr. And I want to thank... <laughs> you too. I, I want to thank their parents. Because they they supported these kids when they were teenagers. 500 pounds. And they just... They saw an opportunity and they gave their kids... They gave him a chance. They gave him a chance.
0: Such
4: an idiot. Don't laugh. I fucking it, hate this part of the podcast.
2: And they... They just... I mean, they... They brought joy... To so many... With their songs. And they've... They brought so much good to the world. Whether it's... I
1: can't even look at it without keeping a straight face.
2: Whether it's... You know... <laughs> All the good that, that the band's done, Bono's done, the whole band, with, with with Project Red, and the work they've done with Amnesty International, and some of the stuff, just so much to mention.
3: Oh my god, that's so painful. I mean,
2: you know, do you AIDS... Have, do you think they have a bike stolen from them before? <laughs> Stop. <laughs>
3: You know, AIDS. AIDS was a real.
2: You know, we're we're in the middle of a pandemic, and why are you, why are you making me break down like this, Todd? You know.
0: Did you? Pe-
4: I can't.
2: the first pandemic
4: <laughs> alright
1: I would like to do you have anybody you want to shout out Katie
3: <laughs> no
2: wait I'm no I'm sorry I'm, there's enough tears in this song the first pandemic I thought
1: there was enough, there was enough tears in this song
2: in my life it was HIV AIDS and you and two's done so much and we're just we're blessed, and even just God damn it, forget about all the, the philanthropy. The phalanges. You too is just the greatest thing ever, and darn it, I just want to have a beer with these guys. Right. That would be so cool. Even if I can't, I'll just have a beer with Todd and Katie, and we'll we'll talk about you too. So thank you for listening. Sorry I got emotional, but it means so much to me. I love you all. Peace on earth. I can't live with or without you. And <laughs> oh, oh God! I'm sorry.
1: All right. Well, anyway, you can follow Offended on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Offended Pod. Make sure to go follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Trick1042. You can follow KK Naked Lady on Twitter at
3: Naked Lady with two Y's. Uh,
1: make sure to go check out our, our uh, playlist on a uh, Spotify called "Offender Presents Songs of the Week," and we will put out uh, playlists from this episode. Three different playlists: uh, the YouTube uh, picks from Gerg, myself, and KK Naked Lady. That will go up at some point. Uh, Make sure to go check out the deep dive from songs 40 through 21, which will be on YouTube and (gasps) Facebook. And wherever you're listening listening to this on, make sure to go check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts, just by searching Offended. Make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating.
2: Hey, donate, Project Red. Omaze. One campaign. Coexist. Coexist. Love and peace.
1: Peace on earth. Alright. Well, we did it. Top 40 U2 songs. Fucking finally. Finally. Six hours later. Alright. For KK Naked Lady, I'm Tricky. For Gerg, this has been Offended. Presented by the Anthem Incredible Network. It's a beautiful day, and like I said, don't let
0: it get away.
1: (laughs) And like I said at the beginning, if you're a diehard YouTube fan, you know what song we're playing at the end. This is forty. Good night.